Welcome in, everyone, to episode 79 of the Bowcats podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Pang, drove up by co-host, Speediest Chief 2 in the holiday season. Yo, 79? Man, that's a, that's a pretty good marker, but we're going to keep on going from there. Happy holidays to you, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Hope you had a good one, man. Happy holidays to you, too. You know, we we talked, we told our audience beforehand we're going to try to get festive, so for those that are tuning into the video version, we got a... Uh, a Christmas tree in the background uh, on Speedy Sive, luckily, because I don't have one in the back. But I got my Nano Lease to do green, white, and red. And I got my holiday cat shirt, if you can see. Whoa, dude. Okay. Here the, for this one. So tell us what's going on here. You got three cats? Well, or two yeah, cats? In, re- in reality, I got two cats, but on the shirt, I got three. And oh, okay. we got, um, is there three? Yeah, there's three. There's a cat like surfing on um, a cookie. <laughs> with a Santa hat on. Actually, no. There's two of them surfing on cookies. Yeah. Wait, actually, no. There is only two cats. The third one is... It's like a Santa like snowman a, type It's thing. like a green Santa. It's like a Grinch-Santa hybrid on nice. a UFO. And it's snowing and they're in space. There's a lot going on here. Again, we appreciate you all for listening. But if you want like the full video experience, YouTube. Yes, yeah. And even if not... You yeah. should drop us some comments on or questions on YouTube. We will be answering them. We did a we asked our audience for like an AMA, ask us anything kind of situation. It stands for ask me anything, but you know there's two yeah. of us. So AUA. AUA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we'll answer some YouTube questions first because we didn't really get a chance to last time. There weren't a ton of questions last time, but we'll talk about the ones from this past one. Uh, let me just make sure. Yeah, I'm gonna just read not all of them, but just like any. Any questions uh, that may be relevant? Sure. Um, let's see. Let's see. Any questions? Everyone just sharing some kind words, which we appreciate as well. Um, you know, nothing, nothing too wild here. Uh, Caleb. Oh, okay. So VB uh, from last week, as Caleb has potentially shadow or non-shadow Dragonair on his team. Oh, that's a good Marco, guess. Hmm. Yeah, Marco. that's a uh, that's for the guess for my regional team in San Diego, which I unfortunately changed it. You know, I was gonna run something, but should, should I just tell them because I'm not running it now? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I talked you out of it, but we should fill them in. Well, I don't think you talked me out of it. <laughs> it was my teammates that were like, "This is just bad," <laughs> but it was. It's a good guess, actually. VB. Yes, it is of the typing, but no, it's not Dragon Air. It was actually Como O. Como O. Como O. I was going to run the Como O, which is able to be Frostlass, kind of while going straight Dragon mm-hmm. Tail. And uh, you obviously have play against all the steel types, so that close combat fighting typing. Um, you have play into Sableye. Obviously, if they get like two Shadow Claws worth of energy, it gets a little dicey, so you have to swap right away. Um, t- yeah, two Shadow Claws worth of energy, they could throw a straight foul play and two shields to win that matchup, which is another reason why it's like mm-hmm. a little underwhelming. Um, has played into Trevenant Swamper if you don't get hit by, you know, Shadow Ball or Earthquake, respectively. Um, but, you know, it's just, eh. Mm. My teammates are just like, why don't you just run something else? <laughs> it's That's just better. I was like, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. So I am, I'm doing a little slight adjustment, unfortunately. I think that would have been cool, though, because, mm-hmm. you know, who's really done well at a regional with a Como? Pretty much no one. Um, and I probably wouldn't have broken that trend either, so it's probably for the best. Yeah, there's some holes, right? There, you know, being weak to ice, fairy, other dragons. 
Yeah. Uh, if, if you've seen like I forget what anime it is, but if you saw that clip on Twitter where it's like Dragon getting beat up by those two characters, and then Dragon's like sipping wine over on the side, and then that Dragon also comes in and beats up the other Dragon, it's kind of like that. What? I don't even know what you're Dude. talking about. I, I know Z. No, 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 no. It, it sounds like I scrambled all the words, but I promise it is a real GIF or a real like video. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you find it for us and send it over. Okay. Um. But yeah, I was I was telling this to Speedy before we start recording. I had to go downstairs to uh, my building's mailroom and grab headphones. Mm-hmm. I got new headphones because they're not like fancy or anything. My cat Cranberry just keeps chewing all my headphone cords. Like if I leave it out at night, overnight she just find it and just nibble away until it's destroyed. And so that happened literally like right before uh, like Christmas Eve or something. I just had to order something real quick, and it just got here. But I was like, oh, I can't even hear Speedy if I don't have these. Uh, but they <laughs> so must be arrived today. <laughs> so. So you're saying that's Cranberry's Christmas gift to you. Dude, that's headphones. Cranberry's gift to me like every other week, man. You don't know how <laughs> many headphones I bought. I probably spent so much money on headphones. Just buying this. I just buy the same ones. I just go back to my recent orders and just scroll down. My, I'm just I, guess. I should probably just order like five at this point. But uh, I, I wonder what she you're... ran. She ran. She's eating. She knows. She knows. Yeah, she knows. She knows. Uh, oh, speaking of holiday spirit, too, this is unrelated. But I got yeah. holiday socks, too. Yo. Look at this. It says Merry christmas on the bottom it does it's got um it's got cats or dogs wearing santa hats on the side (laughs) yeah i know sorry for those that aren't into like looking at socks or something i was gonna say feet but they're not really feet sign up for our our only feet account no come on now come on come on now i know it's not real real feet right i wouldn't even qualify for wiki feet which is a real thing yo i was talking to a friend of mine and Uh, um about feet and (laughs) <laughs> so she she's uh she's an influencer right like a content creator and it uh, doesn't play Pokemon go but oh yo what yo sorry to interrupt shiny kyurum during yeah. apparently it's pronounced kyurum according to house stark kyurum yeah but if you don't like his pronunciation you hate him i, I support that speedy okay so. well he invited me to the raid so now i have to mispronounce it just to make fun of him he invited you to the raid? Yeah. yeah oh, wow. Now. What are the odds of that? <laughs> yeah, just now. <laughs> uh, anyway. Sorry. Go, um, ahead, go ahead. No, no, you're good. So I was talking to my friend, and she was saying... <gasps> no! No way! No. No! No shot! What? No shot! What? No shot! Dude, y'all don't even know. He got Mariana. a shundo. Mariana. He got a shundo on the podcast. What the no, hell? No! You're kidding me. You're Wait, kidding me. What are the odds of that? I mean, it's not lucky though, so you should transfer Come it. Come here. What? Dude, no <laughs> shot. 2042 CP. Oh my goodness. What the heck? Dude, now, I have, the now, now I have to rate it. Now I have to rate it. Can well, I of course. The rate hour's tomorrow, right? Can I transfer this? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Please do. Please do. That's, Caleb, that's my first ever Shundo. You should no. tell her she should transfer it just like how you should transfer your beard. I'm going to transfer <laughs> She can't hear you. I know, I know. Well, I, I know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I wanted to show you. Oh, oh my god. Great. Okay, okay, kid. I'm sorry to get you sidetracked there, but, but no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's confirmed. How Stark gives Shundos. You really hate feet. You really want to just not talk about feet here, Speedy. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid the feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a what a roller coaster of emotions here. Yeah. How many uh, how many Shundos do you have in general? This is my first one. Shundo, like not not even like not just legendary Shundo. Period. Period. What? Period. Yo, that's some content caught on the podcast live. 
yo, shout out to How Stark 93, my nemesis right there. You know? <laughs> Dang, dude. dude. Holy Dang, dude. crap. Hey, that's what you get for pronouncing Kiram wrong. You get a Shundo out of it. Yeah, let me, I'll show you this. Okay. Handle. For, for everyone watching, I typed in the search string, shiny and, and four star. One oh, thing. Wow. That's wild. One thing. That feels good. That's so good. Congrats. Congrats. Thanks, still, the holiday season still raining in gifts. It is. It is. First Shundo ever <laughs> on the Battle Cats podcast. Dude, dude what? Alive? That's okay. wild. Uh, it okay. wasn't even like a 98, you know, even that no. was pretty hype. Wow. Anyway, so I was talking to my friend who's a content creator, she's an influencer, and she was saying that um, I forgot how we got on this topic. But she say that she says that for for all of her Instagram posts these days, she doesn't post anything with feet. Um, she's mm-hmm. not even the biggest influencer, like by follower count or anything. But someone found like created a wiki feet account for her and has just compiled seventy two photos, seventy two photos of her feet. Yeah, oh. from various Instagram posts and whatever. So she, nowadays she just wears sh- like closed toe shoes or just don't show her feet in photos. Oh no. Yeah. Dude, I, so I, I won't name any names. I wouldn't, I wouldn't qualify there with my little sock shenanigans, <laughs> I think. I, I won't name, name any names, but I, I do know a caster that has that same issue. And uh, they were actually approached by somebody who offered them a lot of money for mm. feet pictures and some other things. Yeah. It's, it's totally a thing. So, so Butter said yes to the deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> he needed it, man, to buy his, his little fruits and he got in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well he spent like 27 bucks yeah. for like five pieces of fruit yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure oh my god what a time uh, what a time to be alive anyway yeah i know he's enjoying his time in brazil right now so best of luck butters you know but uh if you ever run low on that money you just say yes to that guy that gave you that offer <laughs> anyway um so yeah we're we're in the festive spirit you know we're we're decorating i was trying to find a santa hat but they were all sold out Mm-hmm. And I'll try to find string lights, like wrap around with Mike, sold out. Um, but I got the shirt, you know, I got the sock, so mm-hmm. it'll be good. Yeah, before we get into AMA, how was your holiday season? What do you, what do, you do? You're, you're in Mexico right now? Yeah, dude, it, it was really fun. Um, and I agree with you. I tried to shop for some, like, the past two days, I looked for, like, Santa hats or lights or something. Mm-hmm. Everything is sold out. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe they just moved it to back into sock for next year. Um, but no, dude, my, my holidays are really nice here in Mexico City with my fiance, Morita Pokemon. Um, apparently in Mexico, they do most of their traditions on Christmas Eve, Christmas oh. dinner and the presents on Christmas Eve. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm used to doing it on Christmas Day. But um, yeah, it was really, really nice. And it's been um, our Christmas Day was cold and rainy. What was it yeah. like out there in L.A.? Well. I can tell you right now in my apartment right now, it's 75 degrees outside. Wow. It is a strong, wow, it's 57 degrees outside. But I, like I have the heat on, but it's like, it's like this temperature doesn't like turn on to like 71 degrees or something. Yeah. So it's just been, it's just been toasty in here. I don't know. Maybe the cats have just been running around just like burn off calories and raising the room temp. I don't know. So, so question, uh, can you open the windows or are you worried about the cats jumping out? Oh no, I could. Yeah. My windows one are like, kind of on a higher level so they can't uh, even get to it and two it's like i open it there's like mosquito netting oh so good, you can't like good, get good. through it yeah okay yeah my nice. place is a little bit bougie so it's fine yeah. <laughs> dude you should do it like a mtv cribs tour <laughs> dude, this is gonna be the shortest mtv cribs ever i'll be like come on in <laughs> all right 
thanks for stopping by. Okay, okay that's it. <laughs> look yeah. left, look right, that's it. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, I was, so I was in LA for the most part. My dad and my stepmom came to visit mm-hmm. um, and they just left today to go to Vegas. So they flew into San Francisco and they I... drove down from San Francisco to LA. And then we went to um, our family friend's place, which is in Orange County, like OC area. So a little bit further from LA. And then we went to Catalina Island. Oh, nice. island off of LA, small Yo, island, but Caleb, yeah, it's going down like the Catalina wine mixer. What do you mean? What is that? Oh no, I don't know what that is. Oh no, dude, what is it? It's is from, it good? It's from Step Brothers. Oh, I haven't seen Step Brothers. I've seen oh. that TV show Love on Netflix though, and they go to Catalina Island. You haven't seen that show Love, right? On Netflix. No, I haven't seen it. All right, no. let me tell you this, and you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. It's a Netflix original. You know, here's the thing. Morita's going to love it, too. So Ooh, I can, okay. you could both thank me later. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's like three seasons long. It's a Netflix uh-huh. original. Really good. You, all ever see, you ever seen Community? Um, I've seen some episodes, yeah. Yeah. One of the actors from Community, Jill and Jacobs, is in it. Okay. And um, it's really good. It's what's not... Name, what's the name it, one more time? It's just Love. L-O-V-E. Love. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, it's not a... It's not a rom-com, although, like, it's, yeah, it's not a rom-com, I'll put it that way. It almost comes off as a rom-com at first, but it's not a rom-com. It's, like, gets really real, and it's, uh, it's very awkward, which is good. Cause there's oh, like, 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 cringe humor, like The Office? Oh, cringier, because it feels real. It's, like, real, like, 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 Office is, like, yeah, that's cringe humor, but that doesn't really happen in real life. Like, this is, like, oh, this would really happen in real life for the most part. Okay, gotcha. So, based in LA. Anyway. Um, for those those have seen the TV show Love on Netflix, let us know in the comments below. I'm curious, or or whatever the wine mixer, the Catalina mixer thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay. It was a it was a neat little island, and we rode around um, golf carts and stuff, and I was just catching catching a lot of Pokemon and taking pictures and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was good. It was you know I was with my dad, my stepmom, and then our family friend, which is like older couple as well, their age. So I was fifth wheel and hard, you know. Yeah. It's how it is sometimes, though. Yeah, it is how it when, is. You know? When you get older and you want to spend time with the parents, it's how it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was a fun time. And then, um, yeah, and it came back uh, earlier today. So, yeah. My, my dad and my stepmom were like, you want to go to Vegas with us? And I'm just like, eh, this sounds not like the best time of my life. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> third, with, third wheel, with third wheel, no, 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 no. Just my dad and my stepmom. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was like, third wheel and the parents here is. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather, I'd rather watch Speedy Chief catch a Shundo right here. So, hey, you, you didn't miss out on anything, right? Yeah, you got the best of both worlds. You know exactly, exactly. But yeah, we're about to get into the new year soon. Today's the twenty seventh. By the time you all hear this, it'll probably be the twenty eighth, maybe 29th, depending on when you listen to it, or if yep. you're in other parts of the world, like the future, aka Australia, New Zealand, etc. But. Anyway, uh, last time around, or this past week, I posted on Twitter, and Speedy did as, as well. I said, you know, we're going to do an AMA, right? And drop mm-hmm. questions down below for us, and we'll answer them. I think I think we should just hold ourselves accountable and answer all of them. Like, sure. no skipping. No skipping, right? No matter how cringe the question may be. Um, like, if they're like, <laughs> what's your social security number? I'm still reading the question. I won't say what it is, right? But you know, we're we're still we're not going to skip anything, right? Unless it's like I didn't sure. read anything, like you know, particularly derogatory. Yeah, like nothing like offended slurs. me. Yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. wild. So, I uh, will kick it off. 
okay. um, for a holiday special AMA edition. We got Dr. Trotter from Down Under, who are who are going to be the top 10 performers at OCIC, which is the Oceania International Championships in Melbourne next year. It's upcoming year in February. Um, <laughs> I technically did respond to already. I said definitely yeah. not anyone with the Amphros on their team. <laughs> top 10 performers. Um, so, I, so it's an interesting question because I wasn't sure if he meant like top 10 players or top Same. 10 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know a ton of players from. Well, th- well, here's the thing: I know a lot of players from the Asian Oceania region. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going, so it's hard for me to say. Right? Like theoretically, Room Room Pow can go, right? Or Valiant Bish can go get, even though he already has his world's qualification. Or you know, we got Steve, I mean Dr. Trotter himself. Um, got yeah, you say as well, right? Like, there's a lot of people that could go. Who's actually going to a different story? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the top, perf- I'm gonna say the top three performing Pokemon. I'll put it that way. Sure. I would say at this point in time, because there's no balance, move bounce, or anything, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Medi, Trev, and Noctowl. Oh, oh, come on. I mean, look, he's asked for a top. What are you going to say? Amphros? Come on. Let's be real here, right? I'm going to say top three. Well, what would you say? you you going to say something different? Yo, Medi's too strong right now. Well, you going to bring um, up <laughs> So, okay. So, Medi's on every team. But, right. it, um, okay. Top performing. I guess, yeah. I guess I guess my top performing are Noctowl, Frostlass. Cause it's, I think so. Oh, yeah. loses the treb though. Yeah, but but I think there's less and less treb because there's so much knocked out. Mm, you say um, that, but didn't the winning team have treb on it? I think so. Yeah, I think Doombug had treb, right? But he also had Frostlass. He had a treb. He did. But but who had treb on their team the two weeks prior in Toronto? Magic Mason and Brown Ball. Uh, did they true, have Frostlass? No, sir. No, same team. Um, so I'm going to say Noctowl, Frostlass, and Galarian Stunfisk. My my oh, personal nemesis. Okay. Wait, why is Galarian Stunfisk your nemesis? It's just too good in Ultra League. It's just way too good. You struggle against it in Ultra League? Oh, yeah. Struggle every time. I'd rather face that over um, Registeel. Yeah? Think so? Yeah, Registeel's kind of annoying. But we'll get into more GPL stuff later, I guess. Uh, what's a question from your side of things? All right. Let's see what we got. Um... Okay, this is a good one from RC Cola ninety five. What's up, Ryan? Thank you so much for writing the question. What fun or off meta Pokemon needs a move update the most, and why? Something realistic but fresh for the current meta. I think that's a really good question. Um, I have I have one in mind, but it's a little bit spicier. I don't know that it's like complete meta. Okay. Um, I really would love, and this is this is real, right? This is a, a move that can learn from the main series games. I really love to see Fortress with Volt Switch. Oh, I'm surprised you weren't hyping up Girafferig. <laughs> no, <laughs> you and your Shadow Girafferig. <laughs> Girafferig has gotten so many move updates, and it's still like below mid. It's still like D tier, you know. Yeah. What can we do? What yeah. can we do? That's a tough one. Um. What's a low tier Pokemon? So I'm gonna see something real quick. This is a yeah. tough one. Because, this is a good question. Yeah. Um, because if you think I about, think, uh, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. No, no. What are you say? I was just gonna say if you think about a Pokemon like Dunsparce, 
super low tier, right? No Pokemon that only knew bite. And I don't, I don't even know the second best move because nobody ever used it. But as soon as it got yeah. rolled out, it became such a good core breaker for electrics, poisons, for uh, fire, ice with the rock slide drill run combination. That's a Pokemon that really benefited from one move update. Yeah, I think one Pokemon that I would like to see better, but I just don't know if it has the stats for it, mm -hmm. is Breloom. You know, okay. Breloom could be like really interesting, but unfortunately, it's just so hard to use. And one of my patrons, Jazz Guy, always talks about Breloom. Like, yo, this might be the time for Breloom. This might be the time for Breloom. Mm -hmm. But it is so hard to use, you know, and it's, it's got the so same lasting. typing as Virizion as chestnut right yeah with like half the stats yeah so i think you need to do something for it. i don't know what that is though it would be cool if it had so i'm looking at the moveset it can learn from the mainsters game it's got like leech seed which like you know and and absorb right i think moves that can maybe heal it in the mainsters mm -hmm. game i'm not actually sure mega drain right so I wonder if you can like add moves, like if Niantic changed some of the movesets in the future, right? Where you have stuff that can heal Breloom. Like every time mm -hmm. Breloom's throwing counters, it's healing itself. So it's much harder to take out. It's kind of like mm -hmm. Unite, right? Where like the frail characters, they have a lot of life seal, like Garchomp, yeah. so that you just can't take it out because they have so much sustain in fights. That could be interesting. It also learns a move called Mock Punch, which is a fighting move. Seems kind of cool, but I don't know. It's not released in Pokemon Go yet. So yeah, uh, it has a lot of interesting stuff it can learn. You know, Venoshock, it's not... Is Venoshock in this game? No, so, not yeah. yet. Not uh, yet. So they Mach Punch as an M-A-C-H, like Mach, like speed? Yeah. Or... Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So that would be my... The one I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe there's a better one that I haven't thought of. But Yeah. It's a great question. Okay, okay. It's a good question. Uh, we got uh, Wyvern Pogo asking, one of my old locals from back in Atlanta, asking, uh, who's your favorite dragon Pokemon? Ooh. Okay, good question. Yo, it's got to be a recent Pokemon um, and that I, I've recently learned about in Scarlet mm -hmm. and Violet. Actually, really just Scarlet because it's not, it's not available in Violet. Dragapult. No, 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 get that get that crap out of here. It's, um, no, it's Roaring Moon. Remember? It's a, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, I a, remember. it's the paradox form of Salamence. It looks yes. really cool. And his name is just Roaring Moon. All the paradox form Pokemon have really cool names. And that's a really cool mm -hmm. one. But um, it's pretty dope. It's dark and dragon type, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah like High Dragon or Swilus. Yeah, exactly. But it's really cool. It's really, it's really strong. It's like pretty bulky too. Um, mm -hmm. It's got a lot of play. It's not allowed in VGC for this coming season. But it might be allowed in future ones. What's your favorite dragon? Favorite dragon, dude. I'm honestly not going to be nearly as hardcore as you are. Uh, my favorite dragon is actually Dragonair. Dragonair, not Dragonite. Dragonair. Dragonair. Why Dragonair? Because when I picked up uh, Pokemon Blue for the first time and I played it, I felt like Dragonite was like so chubby and dopey looking, and it had like these dumb little wings. I was like, how could this thing fly? It like doesn't make any sense. It looks like something from like a kids' cartoon, right? And I was like looking at Dragonair and it had like those majestic, like almost like Hermes wings for ears. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was it was blue and, it, you know, had like a curl to it. I don't know. I thought Dragonair was like really cool. And at that point, Dratini was super rare. Uh, I got mine from the Team Rocket game corner, of course. And um, mm. I just felt like Dragonair was so much cooler. So for like for multiple levels, I whenever Dragon or excuse me, whenever Dragonair tried to evolve to Dragonite, I like tap the B button constantly <laughs> to stop it from evolving. For like multiple levels 
Did you have like a level ninety nine Dragonair or something? It got it got pretty high. Like I don't want to I don't want to say because you know I was young back then. I don't remember exactly, but it got pretty high. Probably like in the seventies or eighties. What do you mean? We just have to go up and down Cinnabar Island and get the uh, missing note trick, get all that rare candy. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do it, right? But your game breaks after that. So it's like kind of sure, sucks. I did. Yeah. Karma right there. My link cable kept breaking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. Dragonair. All right. Yeah. What's your question? All right. So uh, our, our number one fan, right? Our number one bringer of chaos, fan of, uh, of all things wild. Oh, boy. Calm Your Guam has a question. He says, Can Caleb Ping convince speediest chief to wear the pokemon suit for his wedding we may need to do a new bet to make this happen now i already answered this one too (laughs) you already answered yeah you're already there uh so if you don't remember king actually put up a post of this all pokemon uh suit uh, Mm -hmm. that he could wear for the wedding it had like the kanto starters all over it with pikachu and some other stuff it's like jacket and pants all over pokemon and uh, here, Kamiyaguam is is trying to again stir the pot like someone else I know, uh, someone so whose name also starts with a C. We're holding people accountable here. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to find King Spose, but he needed to get 10k likes on yes. his tweet, and unfortunately, he fell a little short. But mm-hmm. he did get like over 3,000 something likes, I believe. It's pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, so that's a question there. I think that's more of a hypothetical. Caleb responded, said he'll lose the bet and end up wearing it at his 50th wedding anniversary. Jesus. Comedy <laughs> uh, Bob says, that's a loophole. <laughs> he says he has to wear it for the first wedding with Morita. <laughs> Again, like insinuating I'm going to marry someone else in 50 years, which is also, <laughs> also wild. I'm telling you, Comedy Bob is wild. Dude, I like it. I like that energy. You know, I'm just look calm. I'm just, I'm just being realistic. I, I support the endeavor too, but this man still got a beard. It's December first was the due date. We're we're 26 days over. All right, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's stay, we got to keep our expectations realistic at this point. Stay tuned for the beard update coming at the yeah. at the end of the episode. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of people that don't like the beard, you, you were getting some hate comments too, huh? <laughs> is that under the AMA or is that somewhere else? Dude, oh, no, 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 no. I, I sent you um, – no, I think that I was just a, <laughs> another comment on Twitter. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll bring out the pitchforks. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. For right, good so, reason, though. For good reason. For good so reason. Uh, I, I don't want to ask you about the wedding thing because come your Guam already – you already responded to him there on Twitter. We read it. Uh, do you want to give us a question from your side? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Toisel asks, how do I get on the sign-up list to have Speedy under my Christmas tree? <laughs> Dude, come on. Dude, I don't know. You know what? You know, as a compromise, you don't have to show up under everyone's Christmas tree. What you should have done is you could have shaved all the beard off and sent, like, one piece of facial hair to everyone that wants you under their Christmas oh, tree. Dude, that's, like, so gross, man. Come Just on. One, th- one hair. Come on now. One hair. That can't be that bad. Have you seen men's urinals? The the, the amount of hair on that thing? I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> it's like some guys are shaving on the on the on the urinal. Dude, yeah. it's, I, I remember back to my college days, man. I'd walk into the uh the bathroom and brush my teeth or something, and the whole like the whole countertop is covered in like fur. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Back in the dorms. In the dorms first year. I mean. You know, you know, you knew I didn't go to your college. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is that is in relation to a post we made on Twitter. Uh, Morita posted like a few weeks ago. She said, 
she said, here's my Christmas tree. I would love it if uh, Chief Two Speedias were to like arrive for Christmas this year. And then I made like this really cheeky video of me like laying down, posing, and she like pans across and there's like some music playing. I don't know. I thought it was funny, but we got some uh, some questionable comments. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh man. I just, I just <laughs> unraveled some questions on my thread. And I just saw some, I will not read these just because um, okay. it's from a, it's from a, you know, a very, a very poignant Sheba. No Sheba. chance. Sheba. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I got to find that. 15 hours ago on my thread. Anyway, another okay. question from Hisun Ryan while you're looking that up is sure. where does Speedy learn the phrase surprise and delight? I picked that up from Apple and it's a huge business philosophy of mine now i think it's one thing niantic is great at too also how would your 10 year old selves react if you could tell them about your pokemon go experience you know let's you want to take the first one where do you learn this phrase surprise and delight yeah of course uh no no i never worked for apple but i did apply to work for apple when i was living in tampa florida and they never got back to me so you missed out apple um That being said, I think it came from a conversation with Niantic. I forget which which Niantic employee told me that, but I remember I remember the conversation. Like, uh, it was regarding the events and why they like to just kind of pop up with these events out of nowhere, and why why they have a certain philosophy about um, like making shiny Pokemon available and like the costume shinies, all that kind of stuff. It's it's just like again, like uh, one of their mantras, I guess. But um. Yeah, I, I could see where it could also apply to Apple because once you unbox the Apple product, that's the emotion they're going for. They want you to think, oh my goodness, this is like the coolest thing. It's like you know, pulling out a, a, piece of, a piece of futuristic technology or like a spaceship or something. Mm. So I, I could see where that could also apply to Apple. I don't know. Have you, have you ever heard me say that? I don't think I say that that much. I don't, I, I didn't either, but maybe I just didn't, like it didn't stick out to me like it did for Ryan. I mean, you, clearly yeah. you did if Ryan noticed it, right? Yeah. But uh, for me, it's not a phrase that like resonates with me particularly because I never worked for Apple or, or noticed such uh, things. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm now I'm going to pick up on it, right? So you say surprise and delight. You just say like surprise. Give me, a, give me an example when you say surprise and delight. Yeah. So for example, um, if we were looking at a new PvP Pokemon getting added, for example, like when Marini was added to the game, I would say, yeah, you know, the Great League meta had been a bit stagnant for a few weeks. Uh, due to no move updates from the previous Go Battle League season, but here comes Niantic. This is a, a huge example of surprise and delight because we have a brand new Pokemon that has an incredible move set and it actually fits well into the meta. So mm, okay. All right. I'll, I'll try to take yeah. note of that. Yeah. Uh, how would your 10 year old self react if you could tell them about your Pokemon Go experience? So if I were to tell myself, I already know. If I what? told my 10 year old self, be like, Yo, this is what's gonna happen in a couple of years. This is what you're gonna be doing for a living. This is what's gonna be happening, you know, in, in Pokemon stuff. I mean, like, dude, you're not from the future. You're just some you're just some wild person that just like is delusional that maybe kind of looks like me. <laughs> like there's no way, right? So so you wouldn't believe yourself? Would your ten year old self believe that you can be commentating and making Pokemon content for a living? That wasn't really a thing when we we're ten at least. No, it wasn't. It didn't even exist. wasn't really a thing, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, we were 10 for context, everyone. That was 21 years ago. Oh, God. Some yeah, of y'all weren't even was. born. Well, Two, depending, 2000... on how, depending on how long it's been since you are born, there's some stuff on this podcast you probably should, like, you know, we were talking about, we were talking about 
some wiki pages earlier, which is probably things that, that you're too young for. But 2001, we were 10 years old. So I guess our challenge to everyone listening is, is if you could go back to yourself, if you were, you know, you don't have to tell us your age, obviously, but if you were born before 2000, tell us how your 2001 version would react to the 2023 version, I should say. I don't know. I, I feel like there was a stage where I was really, really engaged in Pokemon. I played it every single day. I was on my Game Boy constantly. Loved the game. Just grinded it so much and uh, played through Blue, Silver, and Crystal. And yeah, like you said, esports didn't exist. But my fear, Caleb, always has been if I ever like got a message from the future, I would be so nervous to do anything in the present to mess it up. You know what I mean? Like, mm. oh, am, am I supposed to like go here? Am I supposed to like go on this trip? Will this prevent me from like meeting someone who could have like helped me to get into my future that I'm supposed to have? I would get so anxious. I wouldn't know what to do. Well, there's there's a lot of different like time travel theories, right? Sure. And there's one it's like paradoxical, but it's it's the one that makes the most amount of sense, I think. It's where there's like no chicken or egg. Or there's like there's like you don't know which one's the chicken or the egg or whatever, right? So for instance, if a future self of you came back in time yeah. now and told you something's gonna happen, like, yo, speedy, like five years from now, you're you're worried about this beard, but you're not even going to have your eyebrows, right? <laughs> you know? Caleb's and, not going to stop, so, man. So, yeah. so now, but not, you don't know how you're going to lose your eyebrows, but you just know you're not going to have your eyebrows in five years, right? Okay. Now you're going to be like, dude, I'm going to do everything I can to maintain these eyebrows, right? But in the like the paradoxical theory, where it's like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a linear timeline. You, no matter what you do, you're going to lose your eyebrows. So because it's like fate. Exactly, because the future self that came back in time to tell you about it also met a future self during when they were in their time at your age. Now you know it's it's like um, have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, pieces. Oh, well, I, I, I don't. I know the character you're talking about. So, so the timeline Game of Thrones is also linear, right? There's like yes. it's like everything you do. There's no matter what, it's going to happen again. Like yes. you can't change your future. It's going to yeah. play out how it's going to play out. Um. You might not know it, but it's just going to happen. That's assuming, you know, obviously if time travel is real and everything, who knows, right? Who knows? Mm -hmm. There's other timeline theories where you go back in time, you do something, it changes, and then you change the timeline. It just diverts into it. It forks off into another timeline. That's like how Marvel does it, right? With like mm -hmm. Avengers and stuff like that. Because yeah. like they actually change the future. Slight spoiler, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of the former because it makes more literal sense sure. to me. Because time is like a weird thing, right? And so I don't, I don't know. But there's a lot of storylines where like you mess up one thing. It's like butterfly effect, right? In that movie where like you change one thing, like everything suddenly changes. But. Yeah, of course. No, I, I think my 10 year old self, if, if I give a short answer, I think he would think it's the coolest thing. He would just believe it? I wouldn't believe it. Mm, I think I, I think I would believe it. You would? Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I've always been, I've always like leaned towards futuristic stuff. I always, I've always thought it's so cool. Hence, Pokemon Violet, you got Pokemon Scarlet. That's true. Yeah. Pokemon Violet's in the future. Well, I didn't even know the time stuff. I just thought Scarlet was cooler. But um, I will say one thing too. Sure. If you just lean into the future like that, you might as well just shave your eyebrows now, you know? Just lean into it. <laughs> There's no preventing <laughs> You know, why not? No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. day before the day before the wedding 
you you you're really gonna test that's the real test of love right there will she say yes at the altar when you show up with no eyebrows yo imagine that it like not even say anything and she just walks down the aisle all of a sudden you don't have eyebrows She'd probably think that she like hit her head or something. She'd be like, "Am I dreaming? Did I have a concussion?" Yeah, I'm getting lightheaded, man. Maybe it's the nerves from the way. You think of so many situations. If, if you weren't doing Pokemon, if this was an alternate Caleb timeline, yeah. I think you would be like a reality TV producer, and you would just <laughs> you would just think of like the craziest curveballs to oh, throw at definitely. the people, and yeah. and just like see them react. Oh, right? well, one hundred percent. You'd be yeah. so good at that. You'd be really I, good I, at that. Yeah, I I've done. So I, I used to work at a university and uh, or even when I was in college, I used to be a coordinator for universities and we'd come up with like like fake scenarios to put students in to like figure out how they adjust. It's almost like Survivor, right? But not really. Yeah. Like just for them to figure out leadership skills and stuff. Sure. And I'd come up with like the most random scenarios, right? To like to really because like they get comfortable with like, oh, we got this down. We figured out scenario. All of a sudden, like completely like things are not what they expect. You know, like they're on this yes. island, everything's going well. All of a sudden, like five people get abducted, they're like out five people, right? Dude. Yeah, or something, something wild. It, it wouldn't happen like that, but you know, it's it's all I, about making things constantly uncomfortable to to keep things interesting and see how people adapt. You know, I would not want to be part of your test group. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> your your <laughs> test coordinator is Caleb Payne. Oh, <laughs> you would love to watch it though, right? Oh yeah, it. I would, dude. It'd be hey, a great show. Any reality TV uh, producers out there? You need a you need dude. a ideas guy. Hit me the up. Guy, the guy already lives in LA. What are you, what are you <laughs> waiting true. for? That's what true. are you waiting for? This is your man. Yo, yo, if you want me to fly to a remote island and come up with stuff for them, dude, don't dude. worry. I they got need it. A, they need a pinch of chaos. I got it. Yeah, Hunger Games. You've seen Hunger Games? Of course, dude. I be the games guy. Easy. There you, you go. Know, you don't worry about these <laughs> rabid gorillas coming after you. Like that's the warm up. <laughs> How about the poison barb you've had to step on? You know. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How about you are are even on an island? You're actually in space. <laughs> you didn't even know. <laughs> oh my god! And there's only one escape capsule. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> that would okay. be Hunger Games esque, but. Dude, seriously, with Hunger Games 2.0 coming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a question from Rosemary Kelly, also known as Necra. Yes. What is a Pokemon that you love and you wish was more com- competitively viable? Also, bonus question, what's your favorite holiday food? Okay, you want to tackle this one? Because I already have a quick answer for the first part. Yeah, holiday food's an interesting one. Let's let's start off with that one. Sure. Um, holiday food, I, I assume around this holiday season, right? Not like any holiday food, because that'd be kind of wild. Yeah. But who holiday food? I mean, I'm just all I'm thinking about is like, like almost like gingerbread or like candy canes sure. or dessert kind of stuff, right? So yeah. nothing. I don't know. I mean, I do like my dessert. Like, I, I'm not the biggest dessert fan, but I do like some. Dude, I guess I, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not thinking clearly. Maybe I get some inspiration from you. I think the only okay. thing I can think of is I bought a set of holiday cookies from costco mm-hmm. instead of the regular chocolate chip ones and i don't even know why i bought it because i knew i was only really going like one column of the cookies and it was the it was the red and green m&m cookies oh okay yeah they're good they're like nothing super complicated but they're good that's a good touch um so for me dude my first one is not that shocking but my second one i don't think you're gonna see this coming okay all right my first one is Mashed sweet potatoes with marsh melted marshmallows on top. 
that's the not surprising one. Not surprising. It's so that good, is surprising. Dude. I never had that before. You put marshmallows what? on sweet potatoes. Yeah, yeah. You, you mash up all the sweet potatoes, right? And then you put marshmallows on top, and you stick it in the oven, and the marshmallows melt and get like a little crispy. Dude. What? I've never, I've never put marshmallows on anything besides like if you're just roasting one on the pit or you're making s'mores, dude. Or you're doing so like good. chubby bunny. What it's, it's, is we, this uh, a? Is this like a Mississippi thing? I've never even no. heard of this. No, hey, no, no, people! I'm, people gotta comment in down below now. You need to let me know. Like, is this a thing or what? Because I don't, I never heard of this. Okay, what? That's, that's wild. What, that's, yeah, that that's I was like, mean. I was shocked that that wasn't the one that I, it was surprising me because that is the one that I don't even think the next one's gonna surprise me as much as that one. But go ahead. Ooh, What's the other thing? So okay, so that's the first thing, right? Uh, yeah. I've always loved it every, every right. single year. If we ever have like a, a friends friends miss together, wherever in the same uh, city or whatever, I'll make it. I'll show you. Second thing. Okay. Second thing. Canned cranberry sauce, oh. like the jelly, not not like the the sauce with the actual cranberries in it, but just like if you if you cut open that can, it makes like that suction sound when you get the cranberry sauce out. Oh, it comes it's, out like a cylinder. Yeah, comes out like a cylinder, like and it's just like this, it's a cylinder oh. standing up, and you I cut like, it into, into slices. I like the version with the cranberries in it. Oh, also good. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I mean that one's like. No, that definitely wasn't as surprising as the, the sweet potatoes. Oh, sure. come on. What? No, I'm serious. This is the first time I've ever heard of it. I don't even see I don't even know what that looks like. Like I don't even, if I've uh, ever had it, I'd be shocked. I'll send you a picture. Okay. Yeah, send me a picture. I don't think I've seen it. This is not a Mississippi thing. I don't know. It might be southern, but I spent I thirteen know. years in Atlanta, Georgia. Like that's that was pretty far south. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Um Pokemon that we wish were more viable but isn't. I already know. Uh, well, go ahead. Say yours. I'm still thinking. Suicune. Oh. I wish it was better, man. It's my favorite legendary beast. It has Snarl, Bubble Beam, Ice Beam, Hydro Pump. It doesn't have a bad set at all, but it can learn a lot of other stuff. It can learn stuff like Shadow Ball. Uh, it can learn Surf. It's bulky, uh, too. In it's Ultra bulky. Avalanche, Blizzard, Bulldoze. That was the one legendary beast I had when I played Silver that I caught myself. So I used it a lot, but it wasn't even that great in the main series game, I feel like. No, At least in Silver. Not. I tried using it because I was like, oh, I have a sweet game. I might as well use it. I was just using it as a surf around everywhere. Yeah. Um, dude, that is one thing I will say I kind of miss from the old. I don't know when they stopped doing this because we haven't played the main series game since Generation 2. But where we have like the rotating like three legendaries and you have to like you just stumble upon them on the map, right? Yeah, like remember how that was like when we're playing like red, red and blue, and like you know crystal, whatever, and mm -hmm. silver and gold. Like you could just stumble upon like a Raikou or Entei or Zapdos, whatever. But like this is just like you just get the legendary and that's it. <laughs> like there's no like there's no random stumbling upon hunt kind of thing too. No. So all all we have are the Glarian birds. That's all we have. <laughs> don't 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 start, man. Yeah, but we do have that. Or Pokemon Go, yeah. That that part I could I could uh. Yeah, I can go without that. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, now they said that, uh, that does remind me. I think uh, Raikou, or some people pronounce Raikou, yeah. but it's pronounced Raikou based on Raikou. and the anime, and we follow that. I wish that was more relevant. It had some relevancy in, what was it, Sinnoh Cup? Or no, not mm -hmm. Sinnoh Cup, Can, uh, Jojo Cup. Jojo, Jojo Cup for Great League. Yes. It had some yes. usage there. Um, it's like kind of hard to use in Ultra League. It was one of the first Ultra League Pokemon I made when PP yeah. first came out because me and my friends thought 
uh, PP would be based in Ultra League, not Great League, initially, mm -hmm. when it first mm -hmm. dropped. So we made a bunch of Ultra League Pokemon. I used that a lot to take out, like, Metagross and stuff. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, funny enough, my friends were using Metagross. That shows how little <laughs> we knew. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Raikou. But then in Master League, I have 100% one I tried using in Master League. Dude, it was so hard. I used it, like, in Season 1 or something, or preseason of GPL, and... Mm. It was tough, man. Like I, people were safe swapping their Kyogre. I brought in the Raikou, and I was still barely taking it out. Those was, those people must have thought I was like algorithming them or something. <laughs> like a Raikou, what the heck? Like there's no way, right? But I was trying to make it work, and it just never happened. That's why I never dropped a video on it. But even when I locked it into the perfect matchup, I was like, dude, if they shield this, these waterfalls and surf still chunk. So yeah, yeah, it's just pure electric typing is a little hard. Uh, there's not a lot of resistances there, but definitely Shadow Ball was a big upgrade for Raikou, Raikou yeah. when it got it. But uh, yeah, it's just um, I think Butters tried to run Shadow Raikou in GPO. You know him, dude. You know him. Yeah, yeah. If he's trying to run anything, you know it's bad. <laughs> so <laughs> it'd be like that. But um, oh uh, Alice, uh, Han uh, Johnny Ver, Johnny Var. I can never apologies. get his name right, but yes. yeah. Um, my apologies if I mispronounced. My pronunciation is not great. Um, what's the best way to get into shoutcasting to have a chance at play Pokemon events? Um, so this is a great question. And we actually got Amanda uh, Lumberg to chime in, who has commentated for uh, at least one of the European regionals. And yes. uh, she just Super said, Joni, yeah, yeah, Joni, I don't want to butt in, but since you're in the EU, you should follow Luminous Connor on Twitter and apply for the EU regional championships. This year, they aren't official streams, but a great way to get your foot in the door. I completely agree with Amanda um, because, mm -hmm. to be honest, when myself, Speedy, and many of the other rotating casters were picked, like we didn't know what we were signing up for. We didn't know, like we didn't sign up for it. it just kind of happened. It was offered to us, and we agreed. Uh, I'm sure other people offered and this like declined, but um, for the ones that are here, like we just accepted, and here we are, you know. And so, um, we unfortunately didn't like you know, go through some application process or anything like that. Um, so we don't, like, I don't actually know the best way to direct people that may be yeah. interested, but um, it is definitely something. I think the best thing is just commentate, right? Take the opportunity if you can and see where that takes you um, because for Pokemon Go, it's fairly fresh. So I don't know when they would consider adding more commentators if they will because... You know, it's, it's been less than a year, like an annual year. So it might be a yeah. second before they do unless uh, like multiple people drop or something. Um, but if you look at VGC and TCG as examples, there have been new commentators that have been brought on in just this past year alone. And those games yes. have been out for years, right? And so yes. there obviously is opportunities for them to grow the cast. But if it's something you're really passionate about, definitely take opportunities to do it. And I think one big thing I would say is and i'm not saying you're not doing this uh, uh journey so if you are that's great but just for anyone out there my advice is be honest with yourself when you're commentating right and so i would say like if at least i think if i commentate my first time around euic i watched back all my footage and i was like they, i didn't watch it back like when i got home i watched it back the first night after we did it so that i tried no. to be I don't know if I actually made the adjustments for day two. I need to, but I did watch it back, right? Yeah. And because there's a lot of things that we all do that I think we could all work on. Um, and I definitely was pretty rusty in that regard. I think one big thing was like eye contact with the camera and a bunch of other things. 
and like maybe things I say too. So I think being very aware of your your strengths and weaknesses is very important. As I, I know I talked about weakness there, but strengths is also important too. And I'll tell this little story too because it happened in Toronto. Um, and Speedy knows, but we were we're talking over dinner one of the nights, and we're hanging out with Mark Sun, one of our commentators as well in Toronto. And yeah, Speedy knows where this is going. Oh uh, so. no, no, you can't see me, but I'm smiling right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're um. We we're talking about like hype levels and stuff, yes. and I think like something came up, and they're like, "Oh, like how would you rank Mark Mark's son on like a hype level, right? From like one to ten, ten being super hype, right?" And someone said an eight, and Mark was obviously with us, right? So they weren't talking behind his back. Mark's like an eight. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I feel like eight is pretty generous. Like Mark's not like the hype guy, right? He's like a very good analyst and play by play kind of guy. Yes, and. He, I was like, wait, are you like surprised that you're not higher or are you surprised you're that high? He's like, what? I thought I'd be higher. I was like, Mark, I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I, I would have given you a six maybe if I'm being generous. Mm-hmm. And like, it was funny because every person we talked to afterwards, someone said seven, I said six. And then the last person we talked to said five, like he kept going down. But I was like, dude, honestly, five is probably the most realistic, but that's not a bad thing. I think Mark Sun personally is one of the best commentators we have. Yes. But you know, he's not the hype person. So there's no need for him to be the hype person, right? I think that's where the pairings also come in really handy too. And, you know, good good job to the Pokemon company for creating the pairings they do because I think they do pair us well for the most part. And, mm-hmm. you know, like Mark's son should not be paired with someone else's like kind of more on the lower energy level as well too, right? Mark's all work really well with someone like maybe like Butters, right? Yeah. High energy really bounces out too. And he could do like the analysis stuff while Bob is just like screaming into the microphone. Right. And so, but like, but those are, those are different things, right? They're, you don't, you don't like, don't try to be like someone else, right? Do improve what you can and also capitalize on the strengths and what you're good at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing too, and this is not for like Joni, but just for anyone too. Like, you know, everyone's, everyone's good at their own things, right? Not everyone's meant to be. Uh, a commentator not everyone's meant to be a judge not everyone's meant to be an organizer like i think capitalize on your own specific strengths and see what makes the most sense for you right um i don't know why certain people want to be commentators or judges or whatever but you should always do it because it's something you should do it for the reason that you like you believe in right you shouldn't be oh i want to do it because it looks cool right because <laughs> there's, there's a lot that goes into it too and if it's something that you don't end up enjoying if you're just not really good at like you know, it, it is what it is. Like, I don't think I'd be a great organizer, right? <laughs> By any means. Same. And I, like, regardless of how cool it looks, like, I would never want that job, right? Or the behind the scenes stuff, like, I'd be terrible at it, right? I'm yeah. te- I'd be terrible in production. <laughs> so, um, regardless of how cool it is and, you know, all that stuff. So, I think those are things to always really Still reflect there. on. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was a really great question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. I guess from my perspective, I would just say that, uh, like Caleb said, there wasn't like a formal application process. We never like filled out paperwork. It wasn't like a personality test. It wasn't you know how well do you interact with others that kind of question. Mm-hmm. You'd see on a normal job application, um, we were both contacted directly by the Pokemon Company, which also was a bit I think unprecedented. I don't think that happens very often. But the reason, the reason that we were approached that way, and they didn't have like an open application process is because Caleb and I kind of built our own resumes in the form of our content. You know, we made videos, we made, uh, we we did a tournament cast, excuse me, I can't talk, 
<clears throat> we did a podcast, we did, you know, uh, things in the community, we posted on social media, that kind of stuff. And when people start to get to know you, um, this isn't just for Pokemon Go either. This this was a similar path that Frosted Caribou also took to becoming a caster for TCG. She made a lot of content, she produced videos and streams, and she got to become well-known in the community. And because of her game knowledge, she was actually picked up to be a caster as well. And I think that's an important part, right? When you when you create your resume, it's not so much on paper anymore. It's really the things that you've made and what is kind of represented by your brand. So if you want to become a tournament organizer, you, you go and organize grassroots tournaments, get some experience, get to know people in the space and just kind of grow your your footing in the in the scene. If you want to be a caster, try to find tournaments to do, like, you, like Caleb just said, try to uh, cast grassroots stuff, try to create a reel. That's the next piece of advice. So the first one, obviously, uh, is to get into the content that you want to make. The second is to make a reel, especially if you want to be a caster. That's what we hear a lot because, you know, some folks have approached Caleb and I about casting. They ask for advice or maybe they ask who they should talk to. The first step, once you've casted some tournaments, is to clip together some of your, your best moments and then turn it into a two to three minute reel that can give people a good sense of who you are, what you bring to the cast and what how you would fit in. I think that's really, really important. Don't don't link them to like a six hour video and say, oh, well, you know, here's my stuff and <laughs> force them to like scroll through it. Right, Caleb? Um, yeah. that, <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, that being that said, sounds very anecdotal, actually. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, the third the third piece of advice I would ask for casting in general, and I see this a lot in, in a grassroots casters, not just in Pokemon Go, but other games that I watch as well. It's very important to talk in the match instead of over the match. What I mean by that is you need to, your job as a caster is like the soundtrack to what's happening on the screen. Your voice needs to raise and lower with the tension points and the, uh, you know, re relaxation points and what's happening in the game. You need to kind of provide like an overall analysis. Maybe if you watch a movie, there's like an aerial view of a situation and then they zoom in on the character. It's very much like broad scope. How, how are things developing around the character? And then zoom in, what is that character actually doing in the moment? You have to kind of balance, uh, I guess, perception in that regard. And a lot of casters will talk over the match and something exciting will be happening on the screen, but they are still in mid-thought in something else and they just totally miss it. So it doesn't even happen. Uh, you know, if, if you're just listening to them, you would have no idea that something crazy just happened on the screen. So I think it's very, very important to be in the game, be present, be active, and cast in the game what's happening and pay very close attention and not just talk over the game because you want to make a point. Yes, very uh, excellent points here too. I'm sorry, I'm just transferring myself because I realize it's uh, it's the 6 o'clock hour for me, so I'm getting Dude. the uh, doubled amount of candies for transfers here. Yeah, did, did you I, experience the same thing earlier? I, I tagged, I, dude, I tagged 1,000. 226 Pokemon to transfer. 1,000? 1,000. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You are my bag went Ford Central here. <laughs> my bag went from like 6K maximum storage down to 4,750. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm not even going to get to yeah. all of them, but it's fine. Um. Anyway, yeah, because I have a minute left, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, great, great words of advice there too. And I think one other thing you said that reminded me of something here. Oh. What was it that you said? You just like completely sparked something in my head. Uh, was it the what content you make, the real, and then no. casting in the game instead of over it? Oh, yes. Okay, so this is what reminded me of it. Um, the other thing that's really important, uh, I mean, I think for most commentating things as well, but especially for Pokemon Go, is you're not commentating alone. 
You True. need to know how to work with the other person because I think that's something that we could all fall into is we're like doing our own thing, but you mm -hmm. need to know how to bounce off your co-caster, right? And so obviously if you commentate a lot with the same person, you build that relation, you build that rapport. Like I've commentated the most with Butters. So like, it's very easy for, for me and Butters to commentate together now. But if I commentate with someone new, I don't know their style, right? So we have to kind of work yeah. off of it and play off of it and like adjust, right? You can't like... There's, I think there's sometimes where you say like, oh, well, some people take the lead and other people like kind of are more of a follower, so it works well. But in my opinion, I don't think that's what makes a good commentating pair. I think a more like symbiotic relationship where it's like pretty much 50-50 is much healthier and much better of experience than someone saying like, I'm taking the lead and you kind of take the follow position. Even if they're willingly like able to like follow you, right, follow your directions, I think it still makes a weird dynamic. It's a much better dynamic when it's 50-50 where you're you're on the same level as the other person, right? Whereas if it's like, you know, let's say Speedy's more experienced than me, we're commenting together. If he's taking the lead and I'm deferring him to lead, it's still going to feel a little bit weird from the listener side of things. Because you can tell one person's sure. way more dominant or leading all the conversation. The other person's just kind of like responding, right? And it ends yeah. up feeling more like an interview than like two two friends talking about something, right? And so I think that's something really important. Obviously, you know, if you're just getting into commentating or you're trying different tournaments, like you can't choose your commentating partner, but that's good though, because it'll give you a lot of experience to work with other people and see, right? It's good. Um, yeah. It, it, it allows you just like if you're, uh, I waited tables for a number of years and once you like greet a table, you have to get a good read on the people there, how they're feeling, what their mood is, what they're probably going to be interested in, you know, how they look, how they present themselves and just get an idea of like what the next step will be in the conversation. And you have to build rapport really quickly. And I feel like commentating with, with someone is very tough. You, you need, you really need to dial up your empathy. And you need to really pay attention to what that person's strengths are and their weaknesses are because two people with the same strengths is just as awkward as two people with the same weaknesses. Yes, It can be so cringe to watch two people who don't know how to continue a conversation. Whereas, you know, if two people are really good at play-by-play -play and they're both like yelling over each other constantly and then when there's not a big play happening and they're quiet, it's really, really like painful to watch mm -hmm. both of those. Exactly. You know? Yeah, totally right. I think, yeah, to sum it up, I think self-reflection is really important and self-introspection, but also self-awareness and awareness of others, right? Like Speedy said, right? Being aware of like people you're working with, having that empathy is really important to kind of have that relationship, you know? So, Agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it takes, it, it's, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, I think. And like, we're not like, like, oh my gosh, we're so experienced, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just like, if you do it enough, like you'll, you start picking up on things too, right? So um, mm -hmm. best course actions, if you think it's for you, give it a shot, try out, you know, and reflect throughout it. Um, speaking of self-reflection too, we got a question from, uh, Shiny Hunter Ben, Ben This question just for you, actually. Uh, what does what does Speedy call someone who goes back on a bet? Dude, I love Ben so much. Ben is Ben is one of my one of my greatest friends, especially through uh, Silph season two. Uh, Silph season two and afterwards, uh, Ben is like he, he's got a mind for the game. He's so competitive, and he's just a lovely person to be around. Also, very very funny. To answer your question, Ben, beard, beard update at the end of the stream or at the end of the uh, podcast. At the end of this, uh, at the end of this episode. Yes. Oh, okay. Shoot, I didn't even know that was happening. All right. Well, thank it you, is. Ben. Great question. I like it. Oh, speaking in 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 in, uh, <laughs> in tandem with this, we might as well see okay. this. Jonathan Kelly, the, literally the very next question. 
Will we see the beard streamed live on stream? I guess stay tuned. Yes. Comrade Guam says, I've almost given up hope. <laughs> Dude, same minds, calm, same minds. I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't give up yet. <laughs> yeah, let's get a question from All your right. side. All right. Um, let me see here. Uh question here from Abishek. Their handle is ASU Know It. Uh, what new features can be introduced to PvP? Caleb, I think you already touched on one of these earlier when we were talking about Breloom. I think that based on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I that know. I think that healing moves ah, could be big. Okay. What do you think, dude? I've been saying this for years, man. Two v two battles, baby. Two v two squad battles. Me and you versus you know Butters and someone else using weird Pokemon, right? Like it's just like because <laughs> here's the thing, right? If you have two people, I mean, obviously in VGC you have like duels or right, uh, doubles, right, where you have two Pokemon, but one person controlling both. But if imagine the hype, like. You would never, I feel like watching one versus one battles afterward would never be the same again. Like it would not be, why would you watch that when you can watch two players versus two other players? All right. Of course, lag, latency, all that stuff, bouncing between four different players versus two different players is a whole different story and a whole beast to tackle and like the mechanics, everything, whole thing to figure out. Look, smarter people than me working on the tech stuff. So sure. I, I defer to Niantic if they take up this idea. But <clears throat> just think about the entertainment value there. It don't even matter if you lead Shadowvik into a, a Whiskash. Maybe they got a Skarmory on the side of the Whiskash too, right? You, you, the Skarmory can damage you. You won't be stuck in bad matchups, right? There's ways around it, you know? So it's, it's going to be wild, right? But that would just, I don't know how logistically, mechanically how it's going to work, but it would change the game. There's, there's never going to be, and you can never say you got RPS, right? Unless you both lead Wish Cash into two Shadow Victory builds. It's just bad team composition from both sides of things, right? So, okay, um, okay. So, so I'll talk about why that could be really cool, and then I'll talk about why it will never happen. Well, I really, why it never happened? You may not tell me, but yeah, well, let's, let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought for a while that it'd be really cool if you could do two V2s, but only in person with like a group AR mode where you could just oh, hold up your phone yeah. and you could see your Pokemon. You turn your phone to your left and see your, your teammates Pokemon mm-hmm. and you both be like battling at the same time, you know, try to get your moves and then other people could watch the battle with their AR mode Yo. on their phone. You ever seen Yu-Gi-Oh? Dude. Dude. Yu-Gi-Oh. Exactly. Like that's literally, they would summon a card and they just be on the battlefield actually battling. Or you exactly. can say like actual Pokemon series. Did they do that as well? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think that'd be really cool. But if you limited the two v twos in person, I think it would still maintain the integrity of like GBL, Sylph, uh, play Pokemon. But if you had like a doubles circuit, that would be really really fun. Yeah, now, maintain that, dude. Wild. The now the like reason at once. <laughs> the only reason I think it won't happen, and not even talking from like a design perspective. Uh, from like Niantic's end on the, on the engineering side, I don't think it will happen because every Pokemon game is so different and unique. For example, Pokemon Unite is nothing like Pokemon Go, just like TCG is nothing like the main series games. I don't think you'd have doubles in the main series games and then also have doubles in Pokemon Go because then the games would become too similar and it would be like one would feel like a derivative of the other. You know what I mean? Mm, but wouldn't 1v1 feel like a derivative of? The card game where it's also 1v1? 
I guess, but there are enough differences in the card game, like in terms of typings and how the different uh, you know yeah. prize cards work. It, it doesn't feel oh, like that's a true, that's true. 1v1. I would say, though, it's actually 2v2, not doubles, right? That would be the change, you know? Okay. There's actually because there's oh, actually, two trainers. It's two on trainers each side. on each side, right? Okay. Uh, it's hey, this actually works out perfectly because in the main series game, I mean, you could draw some parallels, which is kind of cool too, right? There's six Pokemon, right? You have six yes. Pokemon you bring, and you bring all six, um, in the doubles <laughs> format. In Pokemon Go, you only bring three Pokemon at a time, but with a partner mm. with another three, six Pokemon on each side. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it's it's it's. It's, it's something to think about. It's it's yeah. so it it's so far out there. The amount of resources and time and energy that needs to be done is astronomical. I feel like. Also, I don't think anyone wants this or is even thinking of it. I feel like the only person that's ever thought about this idea, to my knowledge, in the past few years that I've been saying this is me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a single other person that said this would be a great idea. Or whatever. I mean, people might think it's a great idea, but no one's ever been pushing for it. Be like, yo, I thought of that too. That's the thing too. Like you can world. have, you can have great ideas, but if the people that are building the thing don't also have the same idea, then it probably won't get won't get done. Yeah, it probably won't. You know? But you know, that's the pipe dream. Your thing though is is definitely doable. I think uh, the life. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, we got another question from Twasel. Man's double dipping, but you know what? It is what <laughs> it is. If Bastion and Fortress didn't exist, which would each which would be each of your signature Pokemon? You know, funny enough, my first signature Pokemon wasn't even Bastion. It was Lugia. It was. For those that, the OG supporters of my YouTube, you'll know. My first ever video was for Sylph Regional Season 1, where I swept the tournament with a Lugia on my team. Unheard mm. of. Yeah. Literally no yeah. one in the world did that. And then everyone was just like, what? Like when the tournament started, because it was like a three, four hour tournament, everyone was on the sill page and saw my registered team. And I was a higher ranked player in the tournament. So everyone's like, this man's trolling. Like, why would he win Lugia? It's got it's like a worse Skarmory, right? Yeah. But it beat Metacham, and Metacham beat Skarmory back then. So it beat Metacham and uh it even beat Haunter if he had extra sensory too. Mm -hmm, which, is mm -hmm. which is what I ran. And beats Venusaur as well. You know, it was it was very it was interesting. It was interesting. And it put me on the map. And I've always been a big fan of Lugia. One of the few 100% Pokemon I don't have for Legendaries. I mean, I don't have a lot of them, but that's one that I keep trying to get. And mm. I tried to do, um, I tried to get a shiny Hundo Lugia yesterday from Liquid Ken last night, actually. Past midnight, oh, yeah. or earlier today. Yeah, we're hanging out at like a little white elephant thing, but it oh, nice. did not go so well. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What's yours? Um, dude, that's such a good question. I, I'm actually looking back at my old Sylph records to look at my teams. I mean, if you want to say you want to say Giraffic, just say Giraffic. Uh, I, I won't give you that this time. I did play Bastidon apparently once, January twenty second of twenty twenty. Bastidon was on my Open Great League freestyle team. Oh, interesting. So Man, you don't really have one, huh? I'm looking at. I mean, I did win. Um, I did win North American Continentals with Blossom. Here's the thing. I already, I, I already know though. If you have to look at your Sylph card and reflect on it to think of one, it's not your signature Pokemon. <laughs> true, true. If you had to do research, right? You might not have another one, but that's fine too, right? I don't think I do for uh, Great League. You're just a Fortress guy. It doesn't have to be for Great League, right? I mean, because Lugia you can use in all the leagues, really. Yeah. I tried making Lugia work at Master League too back in the day before I got Aeroblast and uh, Dragon Tail buff, but... Ooh, um, 
It was tough. I almost hit Legend with it. I tried so hard. I think I don't even know if Legend was a thing back then. It was Ring 10, but I was mm-hmm. super close, but I just couldn't make it. Dang. Okay. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll think on it some more, but as of right now, I don't know. Yeah, Speed doesn't have one is the thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that Dragapult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's my new signature. Yeah. Um, Dragapult coming to Unite, which is going to be really cool. Um, okay, here's a question from Evan777713. He says, how disappointed are you when someone runs a spice pick at regionals, something like Lucario, Hitmonchan, but never plays it on the stream? Well, for me personally, I think it's better just to have that in your slot as one your six, because even True. if you don't use it, there's utility there because it could be bench pressure or at the very least, you have a really hard Pokemon to use and you're playing 5v6 into everyone, which is also impressive. I mean, some yes. can say that Enhoff is... I know. Right? Uh, she brought Primeape on her team for Peoria yes. and only brought it out once, I think, in the entire tournament, which was in the grand finals. It was able to win a game with it as well. So 100% win rate with Primeape. But that's, <laughs> that's so, like... That's such a cool thing because you don't bring it ever. No one ever expects it. Then you pull it out in a grand finals to grab a win off a hot pocket, right? Because he's not going to see it. So yeah, no. sure, he might have Pokemon that are really good for it, but he's he hasn't seen it this entire time. Why would he expect to see it now in the grand finals? And you surprise him with a curveball. And she also did that with Moltres against Onion Frank. Brought it once out there and destroyed him with it, right? <laughs> 100% win rate with Moltres and Primeape. That's pretty impressive. You know, and then, you know, we got Evan here who, you know, brought Shadow Hitmonchan to Arlington. And um, I don't know how he did with it, uh, like with Hitmonchan. But I do know that on stream, it was it had a 0% win rate. So, <laughs> Well, I don't think disappointed is the right word, right? If somebody doesn't play something, we understand just because it's such a hard Pokemon to use. But it is super rewarding to watch like a Primeape come out there and just win a match. In the grand finals in a place like Peoria or Salt Lake City. Yeah. You commentated um, Peoria. Did you, were you commentating that match or were you yes. backstage? You were? Because I remember. No. I'm sorry. I, I casted the winner's finals, but I did not cast the grand finals. Okay. So I remember very poignantly when she brought it out. We were in Toronto for King and Cindy's wedding and we're yeah. in their like penthouse space. And they were show- casting the entire stream on the big TV. And everyone at the wedding party was watching. And when we saw her, I think she led Primeape or she like She did. Yeah, she and, she, and everyone freaked out. I'm like, oh my gosh, she brought the Primeape, right? And so, like, that's, like, it's, like, so cool to see. And and it worked, right? Like, so. Yes. It's, um, no. So, I, I think to answer Evan's question, it's super cool to see the spice, even if it's not really used. But if it's used and it works... That's good. Here's the thing. It's spice. It's a spice pick in, by my definition, right? Other people can disagree yeah. if they want to. By my definition, it's a spice pick if it's not meta and it has utility and it could work sometimes. It's just a trash pick if it's something that's not meta and it also doesn't work, right? Like, <laughs> who if you bring if you bring a cocoon out right to a tournament, <laughs> no one's gonna say this is spice, but that's just a bad pick, right? Yeah, like it doesn't yeah, it doesn't true. do like yeah, it's interesting, but if you can't do anything with it, it's just a bad pick. It's like when Mish brought Aerodose to NAIC and she beat a Registeel with Aerodose and Tapu Fini. Yeah, like, that was a flex. That's wild, right? Like that's yeah. spice, right? Because it works. Yes. 
and, and I mean, and credit to Evan too. He brought Shadow Beedrill and made to top eight at NAIC. Like that's a spice pick. Hitmonchan, yeah. in my opinion, is just a bad pick. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll prove me wrong. But you know, <laughs> Lucario as well. That was a weird yeah. pick from Trainer Ram, but he made Trainer the top Ram. eight. He made the top eight um, with it. So I mean, maybe he locked it into a few wall rain here or there. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I didn't I, see it be successful on stream. To my, maybe I saw mm -hmm. one battle. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, the Beedrill no. is actually looking though from Evan. I will say that. Yeah, Beedrill is really cool. King also tried to make the Beedrill work. If you remember. Um, <laughs> At Worlds, but no, I, I really like the Lucario from yeah, yeah. Trainer Rem. Mm -hmm. He pounded down some wall reigns, and it's got good coverage too because it, it can beat wall rain and it can also shadow ball like a Trevenant. And with such a high attack set, it can, it can KO things. Yeah, um, it has near perfect coverage, I think. Yes, and it's got incredible resistances too. Uh, resisting because well, that thing's like a piece of paper, <laughs> both dark and normal, right? So it yeah. resists everything from Umbreon, which is cool. Um, follow up, follow up question here to Evan. I know he's double dipping as well. How disappointed are casters when a battler starts off 0-1 because of an easily avoidable mistake? <laughs> that sounds like a dig at Kaiser. I don't know because I think Kaiser was in the thread, so I don't actually. Oh uh, yeah, he was. Yes. I think that's what I remember seeing it earlier. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, that's just like like misplays will happen. That's the yeah. thing, right? Like it kind of. It, it, I, I think. It does suck sometimes when you see a misplay happen. You're like, oh my goodness. If you just like, if you yeah. just threw a rock slide, right? Or if you did go for the earthquake. Rock slide was enough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, because sometimes like, well, it's not even like, I don't even, it's not even about the easy, easy winnable games. It's more so the games where it's like, because I don't mind that because that's more impressive for the opponent to come back, right? When you should have won it and you just misplayed and your opponent came back. It's the ones where like, you're about to win a game you should not win. But you do everything in the book to come back for it, and then you make one misplay in the end, right? Yeah. When when it was like I was like, dude, you're at the finish line, and you stopped the tire shoe at the finish line, right? And the guy yeah. just sneaks up behind you, you know. So I I think that's those unfortunately are like because we want like that's that's the hypest moment, right? If you're already up at the whole game and you mess up in the end, like, hey, fair, dude, fair. I mean. You got outplayed by the opponent, right? You got outskilled. It's more so when you're outskilled your opponent, like, oh my gosh, there's a chance, there's a chance. And then you're like, oh no, you did something, you know, to mess it up. So, it's, I mean, and we've all been there, right? So I'm not like, I've I've been there myself plenty of times. So I don't blame the players, but those yeah. are like, it's like falling just short of the hype moment we're looking for. Yeah, agreed. And Evan, again, like, I know this is kind of an inside joke to Kaiser as well, but I just want to mention as much as we... Uh, know and love a lot of the players that go up on stream, we cannot appear biased in our commentary. So as much as we're like, oh, I, I really want Kaiser to make it to day two, yeah, we, can, we can never say something like that, right? We just have to say, well, this is what he needs to do to win, and this is what his opponent needs to do to win. So personally, internally, internally, we might want to see the Pit Vipers come out on stage. We might really want to see <laughs> yes. that. But we can never say that. Oh, that's a great analogy because now that we have both of them uh, here – Game three of North America International Championships between Evan and Kaiser, all on the line, winner this gets the invite to Japan, right? Or to, to London for last year's Worlds. Yes. And I think Evan had the game locked. He just needed to throw a Shadow Ball instead of a C-Bomb at the wall rain on Kaiser's side to win it. But he threw the C-Bomb. Right, and it was not enough, and because of that, Kaiser was able to pull off a ridiculous victory off of Evan's yes. misplay. But see, that's one of those games where like Evan should have won the game and made the misplay. We're not actually disappointed Evan there. It it no. because they end up creating a hype moment for Kaiser, which was 
the the underdog in that specific matchup, right? Yes. So those those moments, I'm like, dude, I don't mind at all. Like that that made a really hype moment. I'm sure guys didn't mind too, right? But <laughs> it was more so like on shoes on the other foot. Like Evans about make the most wild comeback, and he just had to throw shadow ball in there, and he didn't. Then that that would be a little hard to watch, I think. Yeah, agree. So agree. Well said. But yeah. Anyway, uh, great question though. Great question. Uh, we got a question from Amanda Lumberg. Sure. Uh, who is the cutest uh, male NA caster? <laughs> you already started reading it, so we have to go. Who's the cutest male NA caster? We all know Gabby and DeFi are babes, so they're not included. All right, go ahead. You can take this one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Okay, such a great I'll, I'll say something. I'll say something too. Okay. Uh, who's the cutest male caster? You know, you, you know, Jim's got a great beard. Jim's a he's a man's man, right? Jim, of course, Jim last name, aka the mayor, aka wholesome. But it's got to be Butters. I mean, Butters uh-huh. is like he's a stud. You, you can't you can't get around Butters being like you know six foot five, blonde, blue eyes. Yo, am I handsome or cute here? <laughs> These are... I, that's why, a good question. Actually, looked at a baby and be like, man, that baby got a full beard already. What a cute well, baby! <laughs> but we're all adults. Like, who's cute on the squad? You know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's the question. I'm not telling you to change your answer. <laughs> all right, what's your answer? Uh, you know, I would say Butters for for different reason. If y'all ever seen Butters' driver's license, yeah, no, <laughs> man. Dude, this guy hasn't changed his driver's license since he got it when he was like 15 or 16. And he does look like a, like a cute little teenage boy <laughs> that just came from the, from the, the basketball court. <laughs> Dude, I, I would be nervous to not update my photo. Because like, I don't ever want to get pulled over by the police and they say, oh yeah, this ID is fake. This isn't you. Yeah, this is you your gotta, like, brother. <laughs> well, yeah. Did you have a beard when you're 15 or 16? No. Well, guess what? You won't have one at 31 in a few days either, right? So it's, uh, it works. It works. If, if Butters can de-age himself back to 15, I'd be super impressed. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing Butters doesn't really grow a beard or anything too because that, that license would not work. But yeah, he, <laughs> he shared it with us once we're getting drinks. And it, was, it was funny. That's true. Okay, question from Kachina Mom. Who is Caleb's favorite and why is it me? I guess it's only me answering a question, right? There's, unless you want it's, to say it's something. It's just like you. It. It's directed at you. I mean, you know, she ain't wrong. She's the OG homie right here. So she I got to – it's – uh, yeah, she's my favorite. You know? I, I, in all seriousness, too, she's done a lot for the community in the past, more than anyone uh, – more than a lot of people probably know unless they've been around, like, since 2019. Uh, but the community was not very welcoming towards women and no. girls in the beginning. Um. I, I remember specifically when I was at uh, the Sylph World season one in Chicago in the venue. And uh, I think there were at least two women there. Yes. Um, I think it was Ali Lucky and uh, Scandalous Panda or Matt Scandalous. Um, Matt Scandalous. Matt Scandalous, yeah. And um, I don't know who they were talking to. I assume whoever said this was talking to about one of them. But some guy at the venue, another world's qualified competitor, was like, oh, my gosh, there's a girl here? There's a girl at Worlds? And I was like, dude, I was like, I mean, like, uh, so what? You know, like, like, yeah, I mean, like, there's not a lot of them that play the game. But that's also just like, I, I don't I don't even know if they meant it, like, maliciously, right? Yeah. But it was but like, man, you're, you're uh, setting the bar really low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think, like, it's just like, it, like, maybe their gut reaction, but that you know, that shouldn't be a surprise to people, right? It's not like women yeah. can't battle stuff. And I think, you know, seeing that stuff, I feel like we've come a long way. 
Uh, obviously, I think there's a lot more we can do for inclusivity, not just for women, but for all genders and you know backgrounds. But, um, but yeah, yeah, she did a lot, and no, we, I, and no one else uh, was willing to step up to the plate. So I agree with you. Yeah, uh, Katina Mom, obviously founder of the Girls at PVP server, welcoming in female battlers from all over the world so they can find a safe and welcoming and competitive environment in which to get good. Um, but uh, yeah, the mom, and also to get wrecked, yeah. and also and also God bless. Uh, <laughs> but uh, mom is is awesome. I remember back from my early days in Tampa, I connected with Lyndon Ryu, who was friends with a lot of other leadership in Florida. Uh, mom from Southern Florida, and uh, it was actually Lyndon who who convinced me to make a Twitter account, and then I got in, I got on the Twitter, and then Lyndon invited me to the uh, get wrecked in Florida chat. And then Kachinama was there and she got to know me and she connected me with battlers all over the country and all over the world. So Kachinama really is always going to have a special place in my heart, not only for the work that she does in the community, but also for like helping somebody she didn't even know who was a friend of a friend that wanted to get more involved in the global community as well. And Kachinama was a huge, huge part of that. So I'm always going to be grateful to her for that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question. Yeah, that's why she's the favorite. That's why she's the favorite for many other reasons, too. Um, but that being said, inadequate of wrote a question Why is Amphros going to conquer regionals? <laughs> Dude, Go ahead, Caleb, tell look. us. Well, you, you, you tell me, Speedy. What's your take? We already know my take on this. What's the, what's the deadline? March 1st, March 1st. I'm, I'm you know what I'm looking at right now. I, the, you the know, regions. what I said, right? They need that not qualify for worlds, they need to win. The regional or international, right? You need to get first place. Dude, we haven't seen one in the top eight of any of these, right? You tell me what the odds are of these. But uh, you know what I'm pulling up? I'm pulling up the schedule, right? Yeah, how many I haven't even more, seen one on stream. How, yeah, we haven't. How, how many more do we even have before March 1st? We got San Diego. That's one. Yeah. Orlando, Knoxville. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in Europe, we have Liverpool, four. Uh, Bochum, 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 uh, and then uh, and that's it because Perth is March fourth and fifth. Yeah, five, and then none in Latin America, and then we have six. We have OCIC, Oceania International Championships. So including the, that international, there's six, six chances left. Right, I'm making sure it's not happening in San Diego. Right, I'm going. I'm competing. Right, I'll do everything I can. I'll bring six ground types to that one. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but Jeez, dude. there's a guard shop on it to you. I'm just maybe not. We'll see. Where the Amphros at? You come in there. Yeah. Show me the Amphros. Yeah. yeah. Pair me up. Now, and this is interesting because this comment comes from the, the man who placed third, but because the uh, seniors division world champion won the regional, inadequance actually earned a world's invite with Shadow Sableye, Jump Luff, and Dunsparce. So this man knows his spice. That, and that's the thing, right? If this inadequance one of the most talented battlers, especially using Spice Pigs, didn't yes. even win a regional or or run an Amphros on his team, what's to say someone else can, right? I mean, there's a chance that inadequance might participate in one of the upcoming regionals to, like, meme around and bring an Amphros. Like, hey, I, look, 
you don't think I'd be hype if an Ampharos won a regional? Of course. That's impressive as hell. Like, you know, like, I'd be, sh- yeah. why do you think I'm willing to transfer Bastion? Because I don't think it'll ever happen. That's like someone telling me they beat, they won a regional with Kakuna on their team for the most part, right? Uh, right. Kakuna's probably a little worse than Ampharos, but not, not that a much. Little, worse. A little yeah. bit. A little yeah. Bit. I mean, it's got better typing for sure, right? <laughs> What's it, Bug? Just Pure Bug? Pure Bug, use Harden. <laughs> he's managing probably but um i will say yeah i mean like i would love to see it i just don't think it's gonna happen you know i'm a very big proponent and when it comes to my own content as well obviously i'm not here to knock on other content creators but i don't like to promote things that aren't actually effective you know, sure. or sometimes sure. for to get views on Twitter and stuff, or not Twitter, YouTube. And but whatever. not like clickbait. It yeah. is clickbait, in my opinion, right? Well, some of it's clickbait, but like, oh my gosh, I dominated with. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't even say Ampharos. Ampharos and GBL has play, right? Because people keep tagging yeah. me, like, oh, I just won a game in GBL with Ampharos. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, well, you must be going to Japan for worlds now, right? Like, like I don't care. Like, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I won in GBL, right? dude you gotta listen to the qualifications here right They're, it's not it's not like just because it's not like just because you you beat anyone gbl like yeah i'm not saying it's that bad i'm just saying it's hard in show six and it's hard to win a regional or international against good players right uh, for sure for sure so yeah, look i, I love okay. the question i mean hey people the fact that people are seriously considering it because i have this bet with butters is like I think it's hilarious and I think it's great, right? I love the content that comes out of it. I just don't think it's gonna be effective, but yeah. Who knows? I, I feel like I feel like I'm beginning to agree with you. You know, I, I always like to, to oppose you, Caleb, and just push back because it's just more fun that way. But I'm beginning to agree with you that I don't think Ampharos has a whole lot of play, unfortunately. Exactly. It'd be like that um, sometimes. I I you know it, Speedy. As as my friend Palmer's up says, Caleb always gets the last laugh. <laughs> okay As we have a question i want to he knows <laughs> oh dude come on come on right, stir in the pot okay question from jared Jeanette: what pokemon would you like to see get a go battle day feature in which it learns a le- legacy attack like we got with dugong with ice shard and icy wind that's a great question too we had it for primeape as well um yep. we had melting day but didn't learn the legacy move i think oh yeah. it, it will for vulpix because uh, Ninetales, I think, gets, gets Ember. Ember. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's a cool one. Oh, that's a great question. What would you say? Do you have one in mind? I have one in mind, yeah. Oh, what is it? It's Canto Graveler with Mudshot. But that's not, like, eligible, right? It's a legacy move. It used to be able to learn, but you can't DM it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think that was, like, a glitch, though. I don't know if Niantic would ever do that. <laughs> Why not? It's not that good. I mean, it's good, but it's Some not, Some like, say we're doing too much to cater, cater just to PvP players, but... <laughs> We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, okay, that's an interesting one. Um, what's a legacy move that would be cool? I don't want it to be a community Pokemon, right? Because none of these are community Pokemon typically, or ever, really. So it I would... think the obvious one is Seeking, right? That's the obvious one. Ooh, Seeking would be interesting. Seeking would be interesting. The Tri-King. Hmm. That'd be a good one. Pidgeot. Pidgeot would okay. be back. Oh, be good. good call. I mean, it got a buff. It'd be cool. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people use the Elite TMs already. But, mm-hmm. yo, that would have been so good for this season. Imagine you release that because then people can hold off their Elite TM for, like, midway, like, till the first community or the Ooh. first. Yeah, I, miss I like that. There. But, yeah, yeah. 
And for people that want to see the buff right away, yeah, pitch you up. That'd be a good one, I think. Um, David Hernandez, what has been the most important life lesson you have learned? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh my gosh. What do you What do you say? Um, I'm trying to find the question. Like, I'm liking the ones that we've answered so that I don't like double dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it. What's the most important life lesson that you've ever learned? That's deep. It's a deep one. Mm-hmm. I have one in mind. All right. What is it? <clears throat> the lesson I learned, I actually learned this from my aunt. And it was very important for me to learn this at the age that I was because I was a sensitive kid growing up. We talked about this before, but I took a lot of things very personally, uh, especially when people were like angry with me or upset or you know, did something because they were, uh, because I made a mistake. Um, most important life lesson I've ever learned is that if someone is like over the top, unreasonably angry or cruel to you, it's more about what's going on in their own life than what just happened with you. It's more about them being unhappy, them being upset, them feeling a need to lash out than it is about the mistake that you made. Because people don't deserve to be attacked uh, or belittled or you know be made fun of. It's more about the other person being unhappy and them like unloading that that toxic toxicity onto the other person. Mm, I like that. That's really yeah. good. That's so true yeah. too. A lot of times when you are upset, like I think someone yeah. told me anger is not a primary emotion. It's like a secondary emotion. It's like a you're angry it's a, yeah, it's a reactive emotion to something else, right? Yes. Like you're angry because of something. It's not your first like laughter's like a primary emotion, right? Like you you can't stop that, it just comes out, right? But anger's like it's because of something else that's like triggering it. Yeah. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Um, I would say, I don't know if it's the most important one, but something I sure. do still think about from time to time too. Uh, something that my mom told me when I was a kid, but she was telling me back where like, like my parents immigrated from China. So, you know, mm-hmm. they have a lot, they know a lot of people that, you know, are from China as well. And she was saying that, I don't think they're her friends, but she said she knew of some people visiting from China that would like, they would sign up for these like weird like credit card deals, whatever, and you get promos for it where you get like free like CDs or whatever or like DVDs or something. This is back in the like the nineties or two thousand, right? Where sure. like CDs were big, and you could get all these promo stuff, and then they bill you like a month or two later, right? But what they do is they come here vacation, sign up for all these promo stuff, take the benefits, and just like dip out of the country because they're here to visit, right? Sure, and. So my mom's telling me this. I was like, oh, she's like, why? Well, I, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I was like, I guess that makes sense. Like, why don't more people do it? Or like, why shouldn't people do it, right, more? And my mom's like, well, you know, like, yeah, there's nothing legally that could stop them. Because once they leave the country, they're not like, these credit card companies or whatever, these promo deal orgs, they're not going to track them down because they can't. Yes. But, um, but my mom was just saying like, yeah, she was saying that in life, you know, just because you can do something to take advantage of doesn't necessarily mean you have to always do it or you should always do it. Um, and sometimes, you know, being a good person outweighs that even if there's no benefit to you. Right. I was like, Hmm. So I remember when I learned that as a kid and I, so I always think back on it from time to time. Yeah. One, one easy one that I like to personally do and so sure. small, but it's the shopping carts, right? You can easily just yeah. leave your shopping cart wherever in the the parking lot when you go grocery shopping. But I always just uh, push it back to the to the cart area. It just makes life easier for the people that are like moving shopping carts back and forth, so they don't have to run around collecting all day. Um, obviously, it's their job to do that, but like, why why be a 
pain their butt, right? When you could just, yeah. it takes you like extra minutes. So I actually always try to park near the shopping cart. I don't try to park near the front. I just park wherever the shopping cart return is. So that way I don't have to walk too far there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, it, it's good, right? Because those little like small acts, just putting putting things back where they should be mm-hmm. makes it easier for the next person, right? Which just, it, it just makes everything better for everybody. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll drop like one more quick one. When I was working in a restaurant, I was waiting on this one table. It was a guy and, and his wife. And, uh, you know, I was always like very much like, yes, sir, no, ma'am, you know, very like try to be very polite to my customers, no matter where, what restaurant I was working in. And at the end of the meal, the guy looks at me, he said, he said, man, you're just too nice. You're gonna, <laughs> he said, you're not going to get anywhere outside of this restaurant. You're not going to make it in life because you're just too nice. And you're kind of a pushover. Did you get his like, number? <laughs> no, no, no. And, hey, the, you know, like. Ferrickster said this too, right? He said, I'm so soft, right? Um, so I guess this guy, Ferrickster, would agree. But, uh, <laughs> but no, he said that about me. He said, you know, you're just too nice, man. And the first thought in my mind, I was like, who in this guy's life told him that it was weak to be kind? Because mm-hmm. somebody told him that, and that's why he believes it. Whether it's yeah. his dad, his uncle, his grandpa, his boss, somebody in his life told him that. And um, that was the first thought that I had. The second thought that I had was after he left, he left me like 30 or 40% tip on the bill. And I was like, oh yeah, buddy, <laughs> doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> you just paid even more out of pocket because I was actually kind. And that's that's what I get from it, right? Yeah. So it's like he invalidated his own point when he got up and left the restaurant. You know what I mean? I feel like that speaks more to his own insecurity than about you. Exactly. Right? Like he's, yeah. for him, he thinks that it can't go because maybe he felt like he was screwed over or maybe he's trying to justify his own behavior. Sure. Right. Because nice guys saying, finish last. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be one of those guys. Right. Yeah. Therefore mm-hmm. that's my life advice. Cause it's got me this far. It's gotta be the right way. But you know, funny enough, he maybe took a lesson out of your book and dropped you a bigger tip than he need to. Exactly. Dude. Just be soft. Like Ferrickster says I am. <laughs> that's all you have to do. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about check out our last episode it was great yeah, 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 it was yeah. great. Good, i found some great i made some great tiktok clips off of it <laughs> oh my god uh, okay i think we're running low on questions here what do you yeah think? i got two left on my end okay what about you? um i'll ask one really quick this one seems like pretty straightforward this is from the round table chat what would you say is more important switch advantage or shield advantage i say it's situational it, it really really depends on the battle at hand and the, your play style. Yeah, I think a lot of people playing the game initially, PvP, or like less experienced players, will say switch advantage is more important. Mm-hmm. But very experienced players that also know how to team build well and know how to close out matchups with certain Pokemon are much better off. Like they sometimes don't even want switch advantage. They just want to chip and dip and stuff and like constantly have like a little bit more extra energy than you and maybe would prefer the... Sh- the shield advantage in the end. That's pretty much the premise of my Skarmory double grass team. I didn't need to win mm-hmm. switch. I just need to bait out one thing so I could sweep in the Meganium in the back, right? With the shield yes. advantage. So, um, but yeah, so it, it is, I would agree, it's situational. Um, I have a question from PGBLPP, aka Nightwing. <laughs> Who's your favorite DC hero, superhero, and why is it Nightwing? Uh, I'm sorry to say, man, it ain't Nightwing. It ain't Nightwing. It ain't Nightwing. Otherwise, we'd all be having copywritten names on, <laughs> on Pokemon Go and stuff. Uh, what, do you have a favorite DC superhero? 
dude, it's gotta be Batman, dude. How can you beat Batman? What do you mean? How can you beat Batman? I mean, old age will beat Batman alone. Time Batman with time Batman with prep. <laughs> every Reddit thread, every core answer, Batman with prep is the answer. Batman could die from just a like a tough cold flu, you know? Like <laughs> Batman with prep. All right, all right. Um, who you, who you got? Who you got? So I initially I used to be a huge Superman fan, right? I mean, yeah, you know, he's he's, he's overpowered, right? I mean, like, I guy like Bastion, I like Superman, right? They all got glaring weaknesses, but hey, in the ninety nine percent of the time, though, they dominate the the opponents, right? That's true. Um, but I think as I learn more about different DC characters, I really start to like um, Green Lantern. Green Lantern is like multiple heroes, right? But just like the the even just the concept itself, right? I don't have specific a specific favorite Green Lantern. But I like the fact that for those that don't know, Green Lantern, it's um, it's like a there's like a Green Lantern Corp, and they yeah. are like an organization that have a bunch of heroes that monitor the universe. And yeah. each of these heroes, they have a green ring that turns them into Green Lantern once they get it. They and they have they're what are they called? Uh, abstra, abstra, abstracts, or whatever. Um, I'm not sure. I forgot what it's called, but anyway, they 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 essentially make projections of like shields or weapons or whatever based on their nav- navigation yeah. willpower and that's yeah. how their strength is the strength is based off their willpower yeah they make and, any tool they need to succeed or yeah. to win a battle yeah to win a battle or to escape or save other people yeah and yeah. the rings choose the next worthy hero so the yes. ring is choosing someone worthy of course they make some mistakes here there um spoiler there's like someone called sinestro that gets it <laughs> but that's a whole different story but um i like the fact that you're chosen because you're worthy and then your power is dictated based off of your willpower rather than just your sh- physical strength funny okay. enough there's actually one green lantern that was a whole planet like the whole the planet itself was a green lantern so like i guess like the ring was stuck on a root or something and the whole planet was like helping you know, was pretty, i mean I mean, as as yeah, one would guess, I mean, you know, obviously, I was just saying how size and strength doesn't matter that much, but the whole planet was hard to beat, right? Like whenever the planet showed up, like it was dominating the enemy, right? Because I mean, like well, the whole beam coming from a planet is kind of wild. It, it it's like the essence of life, I guess. You know, you have yeah. pure life force. That's pretty. There's a lot of willpower in life. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Like its ability to survive. Yeah. But, yeah. So that'd be mine. Uh. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I got one other question. Watership sure. Bound, aka Adam, says, "Do you have a system or strategy for team building in a quickly changing meta? I often do great during the first day or two in a new meta, then it changes. I struggle to adjust." We'll talk more about this when we get to our GBL session. But, dude, in recent months, like this past year or so, when we have these one week metas, not it's really tough. because it's just one week. Like, there's not much to adjust, right? I think when we had two week metas, like week two would look a lot different than week one a lot of times because people were adjusting to it, right? And different mm-hmm. YouTubers or whatever streamers had teams out and people were playing them, so you're building counter teams to them, right? Things that are anti meta going anti anti meta after that. But for one week rotations, like it's so quick. I I haven't really done too much myself. I personally typically stick with the same team. I typically will okay. if I find like a team that works well, I'll just play it out. Because I, I remember this would happen back in two-week rotation. Some of my patrons would ask me, like, hey, like, I feel like the meta's really rough today. I was like, and they're like, there's some people I know that they just chase the meta, right? So they're trying to adjust the next for the meta they see. But the problem is if you're not chasing the meta correctly and you're a step behind, you're always, you're always like, you're never going to catch up to meta. It's always going to be ahead of you, and then you're just always going to keep losing. So I'd rather just stay with the same meta so that I don't have to chase it. It's just going to come back around. To where it's favorable to me like maybe two days from now right one day it might sure. be kind of rough next two days it might be better so 
Um, mm. If you build like a solid team, it'll usually work in like regards of how the meta changes. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you develop your team in the first place, but I think I think the folks need to go sign up for the Patreon to find that. <laughs> I just have weird ideas, to be honest, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I'll talk more about that later because uh, you might not like my recent weird idea. But Ooh, okay. Um, so I guess for me, uh, honestly, I just try to find. I, I I just don't think that my team building is anywhere close to. How Stark, Potetical, Caleb Pang. I, I don't think I'll ever be as good of a team builder as those guys, but I do try to take inspiration from the teams that they run. I do watch a lot of Twitch streams, bounce around, watch different creators. And um, I think I, I like to pair two meta picks with one off meta pick, like a core breaker. Mm-hmm. For example, in Holiday Cup, I've been running Lanoon because Lanoon is a normal type. Right, so it really sucks against Vigoroth. <laughs> You're the only but, person I've ever heard run Lanoon, but okay, go but, on. Even though it's but, <laughs> it has Shadow Claw, right? For the Frostlass, for the well, the Marowax, uh, it's a normal type, so it can also square up against Sableye relatively well. And it has Grass Knot for the Lantern and Thunder for any kind of water flying type Pokemon. Uh, it's got great coverage, it just has really slipped out of the meta with other normal types being objectively better. Uh, but no, I've been pairing Lanoon. I actually played Lanoon with Altar, or excuse me, Lanoon, Charvalola, Ninetales, and Roserade. Mm. Has been my team, and my Elo isn't super high because I have taken like an unofficial, unannounced like GBL break. I barely even play sets most days, but I'm gonna get back into it in the new year. But um, yeah, it's been really fun, and uh, I try to yeah again two strong meta picks and one kind of like core breakers is generally my approach. <laughs> You got Roserade, Alone Nine Deals, and Lanoon. Yeah. Roserade is a strong meta pick. <laughs> it sounds like you oh, have yeah. ice picks and then the meta pick. Dude, you've got Fire Weather Ball for all the ice. You're and already you have... job? Yeah. Okay. For the fairies, because fairies are so annoying in the meta. Do you beat Frost Eyes? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you, you got Lanoon, face... though. You got Lanoon. You got Lanoon. And then you have Alola Ninetales, too, which you need to land two Shadow Balls to KO A9. So I definitely feel the Charm nerf, though. I will say that. I do. I feel the Charm nerf. I feel but it. I, but Onion Frank got Legend with Altaria Double Charm. <sighs> Onion. Look. It's a good thing yeah. Moltres is not eligible in this cup. Actually, it is. <laughs> I'm also running it, you know? But, uh, oh, my God. Say. <laughs> yeah. When you attack Moltres with that ancient power, your Altari better watch out too. <laughs> the, the last thing I would say is that you can't be like super duper weak to anything in the top meta, in the top 10 to 15 picks. For example, I tried to use a double flyer team and Lantern just annihilated me. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll bring out the I'll bring out the um, Lantern with a Charizard. Swap <laughs> I, t- I tried triple flyer once. It was not fun. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's not good. It's not yeah. good. But... You, you can't beat everything in GBL. You need to play the percentages. That's what I'd say. Well, that's all the questions I got. You got one more? I saw our DMs. I, I, I was looking at our DMs too. Yo, Marshmallow, what in the world am I looking at? Marshmallows on Sweet Potato. I have never seen such things. You all yeah. really need to know. If you haven't said anything yet in the comments down below, even if you listen to the audio version, yo, go to our YouTube video and let us know if you ever eaten marshmallow on top of sweet potatoes. Like this is like Caleb. I wouldn't even Come. know that sweet potatoes underneath. It looks like like pasta. Caleb, come to the light, dude. You, you need you need high sugar content. You need uh, high blood pressure. 
you need you need a lot of sodium, right? This, this I just need to know if this is like a thing or not. I'm just shocked. The sweet potatoes with marshmallows have all those things. Just come to the light. Yeah, you, you can, you can join us. Cranberry can on top too afterwards. <laughs> but. Uh, I got a funny question for Ali T. Have either of you played the hit tower defense game called the Battle Cats? No, but I've played a lot of tower defense games. Bloons is one of them, the original tower defense game, I think. Bloons yeah. tower defense. And I played a lot of tower defense games when I played Warcraft three, like custom maps. And I've always played dude, me too. You play Warcraft three? Yeah. And you play? Oh, well, uh, what was it? Um, Frozen Throne. Yeah, it was Frozen Throne. Yo, that game was hype. Dude, I, so much fun. I'd always be the guy in the end because everyone quits. And I'm like micromanaging like all their resources on my main yes. thing. And like you're building at the very bottom and they're like funneling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you're like, you're like building one base and you get yeah, under yeah. attack. So you have to like build the other base. Yeah, yeah. Like, I gotta send reinforcements. And yeah, then, but yeah. the problem is like you, like there would just be so many like creatures on the map at that point that my, my screen would lag. It would be like, oh, oh. Yeah, me too. Like stuck, like loading down. Yeah, 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 me too. Okay. Like when the big battles start, when you have like four armies clashing, it's like yeah. trying to process everything. It like blocks yeah. up. Did you ever play that game? This is a huge tangent, but did you ever play that other game on Warcraft Three where it's um, it's like you start on one side of the map and then the other team starts on the other side. Maybe like four to like eight people per team, and you build like little barracks and they spawn units. So you see, like build one barrack and it spawns like a grunt. You build like an archery barrack and spawns like archers. And they're just constantly sending troops into the middle, and they just like you try to overwhelm the other forces. No, I don't think I, I don't think I played that. Oh, uh, it was a ton of fun too. So you're just sitting there like constantly building, like you're, you're like the yeah. more like it's trying to like send forces to different areas. Forces. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it was, it was super fun. That sounds really yeah. good. I didn't yeah. know you played Warcraft three games. Dude, you didn't play Dota back in the day because that's how I thought no. first on Dota was like the custom three math. Yeah. No, I, I remember going into a Best Buy and I played Warcraft 3, the demo, oh. and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever yeah. played. Campaign was really like, fun too. Dude, it really was. Did you play Watching Arthas? Yes. Yeah. The storyline yeah. was great. Thrall story was really good with the orcs. And then when Arthas like fell to the dark side, so yeah, to speak. The Lich King dude, stuff. Freaking Ooh. epic. And the cutscenes were so far ahead of their time. Like they were so well <laughs> done. The graphics were so good. I was like, they could just make movies. They did make a Warcraft yeah. movie. It didn't do so well, though. I nah, did watch it. It wasn't, it wasn't kind of, bad. Eh, Warcraft okay. 2, though. The cinematic scenes were great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Not on like a tower defense tangent. Yeah, sorry, everybody. Good, uh, last question we have here from Twitter. And then I wanted to save that question in your DMs for last because uh, that individual always messages me after the episodes and is one of like our top listeners. Um, okay, so a question here from Doing It For The Dust. How do you think IV training would work in Pokemon Go if it was ever introduced? Um, so it's like if you catch like a legendary that's like a 14, 15, 15, if you could train it to have perfect attack, what would that mechanic look like? Ooh, that's tough. I just don't think that Niantic will ever implement that. Mm -hmm. uh, from a monetary spec perspective, it just doesn't make sense because I'm like, why would you keep raiding if you just train it up, right? Yeah. Um, well, I guess for XL candies now, like that would make sense. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have an idea on that? Let's say if Niantic was willing to go down that route. So what I think will happen before we get before we get IV training, I think we're going to get held items first, and held items would drop from Pokestops at random, just like your evolution items, like your King's Crown, your Dragon Scale, that kind of stuff. But I think held items could be a fun feature. But if you were to do the IV training, in my mind, in my mind, there are three primary 
um, I guess you could say like, you know, in Warcraft, there's gold and lumber, right? There's gold lumber and food in Warcraft. Yeah. In in Pokemon Go, there's Stardust, XP, and candy. Uh, candy oh. And candy. There needs to be a fourth element in order to to actually like facilitate it. Because I was thinking like, what if you could convert like a thousand candy into one IV training item, or if you mm-hmm. could convert like ten thousand Stardust into an IV training item? Yeah. But neither, neither of those like really feel congruent. They don't feel like they make sense. Yeah, um, and I agree with you. I think it has to be something that's hard to acquire too. Yes. Um, that's like balanced, right? I mean, like, yes. look, you can play how you want to play the game, but I think certain people will have access. Like, if it's candy, you know, certain people might, uh, yeah, like they could travel around the world and get the candy they need, you know. So, um, yeah. and, and and I don't want it to be like raid lock either. You have to raid a bunch just to get it. Like that's just like paywall locked kind of. So. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's something like a, maybe almost be like a buddy system kind of thing. Like the current Ooh, buddy system is kind of like, like one dimensional. So they probably have to do something related to that. But something related to the buddy system could be interesting. Well, if you, if you buddy a 14, 15, 15, it goes up one level and then it's essentially perfect IV, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you compare it against a perfect IV of the same level, which is, you know, sucks. Yeah. I know we probably don't want to lock everything behind like PvP either. Some people probably wouldn't be huge fans of that, so mm. we'll get. Yeah, that. we don't want to shove it down people's throats. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's a good question, though. I'm not actually sure. Maybe something related to buddy system. I think in the current iter- like current mechanics we have right now and the options we have, I think it's a little. It would yeah. be either too easy to do or too hard or too much of a paywall to do. Yeah. It's like aiming a glass cannon. If you if you get it just right, it could work really well. But otherwise, it could just blow up in your face, and you mm. can be like, "Okay, we have to remove this feature. It's too busted." Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Um, any other questions? You have one more? No, that's it. Oh, what? No, what about the one you you DM me on Discord? Oh yeah, yeah. I can start us off. Yeah, on this one. So this comes from Crystal Ships, a gentleman that I met in Orlando. Back in 2019 at the Mega Cup, the Mega Mega Tournament, Fusion Cup Tournament, that uh, Valor Ash won. Crystal Ships has been, um, we've been in contact ever since. Really, really cool guy. Listens to all of our episodes. He says, first of all, I wanted to wish you and Caleb and your families a safe and happy holidays. I really enjoyed the podcast, Twitch stream, and work you guys do for the Pokemon Company. And wish y'all continued success with content into the year 2023. Here's the question. Could you guys walk us through the process of how you prepare for your live streams for the Pokemon company or any show production processes that might be interesting? You guys make it look easy, but I'm sure there's a ton going on behind the scenes. What do you think, Caleb? Yeah, that's a great question. I think when it comes to specific battles, uh, at this point, I think a lot of the commentators are pretty comfortable jumping straight into the battles, Uh, especially if it's someone you commentated with, right? Like me and Butter's like, no problem. I think our preparation mostly comes to when we do the intro to shows or outros or whatever, like things that we have to memorize or things we have to talk through. And those are starting to get more and more comfortable as we get along as well. Before I was like, I remember we were commentating together at EYC. I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, stuffle commute day. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this this is like a lot of info to memorize and whatever, right? I was like stumbling upon that stuff. But I think as, yeah, as you get more comfortable with stuff like that, it's, um, you'll, you'll be able to like cover that stuff really well. Um, and something I still try to do is like get rid of like my ums and uhs, which I still say a lot even on this podcast. But I think just 
you know, speaking slowly and rolling with it and knowing what you're going to approach it is really good, right? Uh, having mm-hmm. a lot of experience just comes, like, helps a lot in that preparation phase. I think the best casters, in my opinion, um, and some are in our community, but for other casters as well, too, they're able to, they're able to make the program, them, they're able to show the personality in the program regardless of where it is at, right? If we're talking yeah. about commute day coming up or event or something it might seem like we're like oh man it sounds like they're just reading off of note cards and <laughs> sometimes we are right sometimes so it's possible sometimes have, yeah. it is right especially when we have a graphic on the screen you can't see our faces but i think the best mm-hmm. casters are able to present the information informatively but also still have their personality behind it and be like hey like you know, we got stuff with community come with speedy like you know this is going to be beware could be useful in pp we'll see right i know you probably tried yeah. using it in holiday cup i wouldn't but you know it might be your kind of thing right so like instead of being like oh now it's going to learn drain punch a new yeah. exclusive move two pokemon go pp and if you're lucky you may even find a shiny stuffle right like that's yeah. it doesn't sound like me at all right no we don't no one really talks like that on a day-to-day but that's kind of how we were in the beginning and probably sometimes i'm still like that to a degree but I think yeah. those are the big ones we try to prep for. Obviously, the intros and outros are, I mean, outros less so because we just kind of roll with it, but intros especially. Like, I remember when me and Butters opened for Worlds in London, we, we kind of scripted script out a bunch of stuff too. Yeah. Um, and then, especially if we're on the big stage, you know, mm-hmm. like, like Speed is Chief here. Championship Sunday. Oh, no, Dude. I messed it up. It's Championship Sunday, right? <laughs> I did the Jeez. championship. <laughs> and sometimes they hand us notes like that. And Caleb, you'll agree. They hand us some things they want us to read, and we're just like, how the hell are we going to deliver this? <laughs> yeah, this is going to yeah, be so we have awkward. Cards that we have to, we have yes. to iterate off. But I think they're flexible if we like go off script a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I do have a secret, and I don't think Caleb even knows that I know this. Oh, that's messed uh, up. I mean, what you UIC was in April, so you you hold out like eight months on the secret. Go all right. Ahead. So here's What's here's the secret? the secret, Chad. It's actually not about me. It's actually not about me, everybody. So the secret is before every cast, I catch Caleb at least once standing in the corner with his headphones in he's listening to eight mile by eminem <laughs> you, it, you, it, you better never let it go only get one shot he's getting really hyped up standing in the corner getting hyped that's your that's secret true. that's true yeah. Yeah, yeah. eminem classic <laughs> great question though i love the sea ships um and happy, happy holidays to you and your family as well too hopefully uh it's been a good one yeah. But I think that mostly wraps up for our questions. I mean, we got some stuff to cover. We're already approaching almost two hours at this point, too. So we got just, we're just going to breeze through some of this stuff, right? Because we got some Let's stuff coming up, too. Um, we can talk about the January events a little bit later, I think. Let's talk about the New Year's event. Um, sure. And so a great graphic from uh, Galix you'll see on the screen just about now. Let me just type it in here. We are at 153. All right. Um, but anyway. So you see, if you're watching a YouTube version, you'll see the graphic on the screen, but we have a New Year's event coming up right now. And it's, I mean, I'm kind of excited. I could use a better knockout, but um, we have the re-release of Hoot Hoot uh, wearing the golden hat. And if you're lucky, you can get a shiny version, but also on top of that, wait, can it be shiny? It could be shiny, right? Um, I, I don't think so. Oh, it can't be shiny? Oh, I don't think mind. so. Uh, it cannot be shiny. But you will now right. be able to evolve. So this is a year where you can evolve Pokemon now. So it looks like... Oh, no, it could be shiny. I see it in, yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the shade. Sorry, area. you're right. No, no, that's fine. I don't know if it was shiny variant last year or not. I think it might have been. But 
you can now evolve the hoot hoot with the hats now to knocked out with the hat. Last week we couldn't. So I love how they're like introducing it slowly so that we can eventually get it. Um, we also have a new Pikachu wearing a party hat, party top hats. Um, could also be shiny too. So that one might be more exclusive just this year. So might be the one that you want to get. Wormpole wearing a hat, party hat, shiny as well. Shout out to Swag Tips for what? He loves it. He loves the Wormpole with the hat. Oh, he does. You, you don't even know your nemesis. Well, I know Jonkis likes it. I didn't realize Swag Tips likes it too. No, Swag Tips. Uh, oh. He loves it. He loves. It. I don't. You know, funny enough, I don't even have a regular shiny Wormpole. Really? Yeah, it's wild. Oh, pur- it's one purple wormhole? It's like, yeah, no purple wormhole. <laughs> oh, man. Good times, but not really good times if you know what we're referencing here. No, no, no. It's um, not fun. You got Pichu wearing a party hat as well, a bunch of other stuff. Um, a bunch of Pokemon wearing hats and raids as well, including Gengar wearing a party hat. And then we got Russian Ram and Raids. We got Mega Steelix back in Mega Raids. That's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. that one. Um, so looking for my hundo. Uh, oh, and then Reshiram encounter in the raids will no fusion flare. Very nice. Let me check real quick. How good is fusion flare? Is it even in PV poke right now? Do we even know the stats? Oh yeah, Kakuna's um, got our back. Okay. Sure. So what was so, what we got? Oh, are you looking at or looking? Well, at it I'm not? curious if you had it already. <laughs> no, I don't. Have oh, it. I'll pull up real quick. Fusion flare. Okay. Let's see. Let's see how good this move is. Fusion flare. It's. There's a fusion bolt too. That's uh, also two EP. So let's look at fire moves here and damage per energy. Okay. It's as energy efficient as sacred fire, except sacred fire, there's 50% chance of decreasing your opponent's attack. Fusion flare, 45 energy, 90 damage, two damage per energy efficiency. So pretty strong move, all things considered. It's a little worse than blast burn, but it's a little cheaper. Um, it's better than flamethrower. Out of all the charge moves, let's see how this DP. Let's see if I can find a. Oh, okay. It's a clone. It's a clone of Avalanche, as an example. Oh, that's pretty a good. Clone of Avalanche. Yeah. So forty-five dam. Uh, forty-five energy for ninety damage. So that's the that and side strike actually. Side strike and Avalanche are clones, and so, so it's fusion flare. So not bad. Uh, I mean, it could be pretty cool for um Reshiram because Reshiram just had nuke moves before, so now it has a yeah. lower energy move, which is kind of nice. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. Yeah, uh, I really like how you you juxtapose it against uh, Blastburn because Blastburn, obviously, the fire primary partner Pokemon's mm-hmm. uh, signature move. It's you know so Blastburn is twenty more damage for five more energy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very comparable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you've been seeing a lot of Blastburn lay with all these wing attack Charizard. Let me just say that. My yeah. goodness. Um, but anyway, uh, there we also have Hatch uh, Egg Distance when eggs are placed in incubators during the event. Yo, let me just tell you, Speedy, right? You don't know yeah. about this yet, but I'm just telling you. I had 12 12-kilometer 12 eggs uh, banked, right? Okay. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a perfect time. I'm going to drop the star piece. Like, I picked the Stardust track roll for the winter stuff event, right? So I get extra Stardust, right? I was doing the Hasun Avalog dig, which, by the way, I didn't get a single shiny Avalog. That's wild. I did, like, 12. Oh my gosh, yeah. how many you do? I uh, did like 25. Oh, okay. But still, yeah. I should have got one at least, right? I did 12. Yeah. And anyway. orange creamsicle avalog. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're in your orange creamsicle. Anyway, um, so I was trying to hash these eggs and drop a star piece on it. And I was like, oh, let me check my eggs to see like how close they are to hatch. They hatch when I'm going to go check on them. And I didn't have a star piece. I hatched 12, 12 kilometer eggs, no star piece. Dude. Dude, that 
a bummer. And I dropped the Swarovski's right after that too. So like, it, it's I really wasted that. Feels Dude. bad, man. Feels even worse when you find out what I invested in late last night or like I guess early this morning Ooh. to use in PEP, and I dropped a bunch of Stardust. Might what not prove, but. Um. Anyway, so we we do have this event. Um, this will be from January or December thirty first to January fourth. So only a couple of days, but it's a New Year's event, so it kind of makes sense. It's not like going on forever. Mm-hmm. So sure. January events will be coming up. We'll talk about that more later. But the GBL. So uh, you told me about your holiday cup team, right? Let me tell yeah. you, this meta is trash. This is it's this is fun. probably. Yo, people talk about the fighting cup meta being bad. This is one of the most, the worst metas in my opinion because you could just straight up run the worst, trashiest teams and still hit legend, like Altaria Double Charm. You don't tell me. Don't tell me there's skill in that, right? There's there's skill, very minimal, but there's skill. There's way <laughs> less, right? There's not a knock on Onion Frank because here's here's why. I was like, because I was running all these teams, I was trying to be creative with dunce bars, right? At like a little yeah, off-screen, yeah, yeah. like process, energy management stuff. And these, and, and then last night when I came home after that white elephant thing at like three o'clock in the morning, I was like, I'm done. I'm going to tell you this. You're fed up. I was in the 2700. I was almost at 2800, right? I was messing around with different teams. To be fair, I was like playing like, well, you know, I had little holiday drinks with the family. I was just messing around, right? I played some Zangoose even, right? Holiday Cup was Ooh. not good. It was not good, right? Yeah, 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 but um, I was messing around. I was trying all the sorts of stuff. So I dropped a lot of ELO. I was like, I could just play the team I was running. Or I can just run some DJ and stuff and see. No. Just to prove a point. Because I didn't even drop a YouTube video. I'm going to drop the, the YouTube side. video. I'll probably drop a YouTube video tomorrow on it. So that way, by the time people see it, they can't really utilize my team because I don't want people to utilize the team. I'm just running a DGen team to really prove how bad of a meta this is. Everyone listening, this is a terrible meta. You want to know what I ran last night? Tell me. Tell me. What do you I spent, I Dude, let me, tell you, let, me, let me show you how much Stardust I spent alone, right? Victory Bell Six, Double Charm. 60K, 60K Stardust to unlock the second move on this thing. It's a shadow. No, Caleb, no. Showing the screen right now. No. Shadow Weeping Bell, right? No, dude. I power rank 119.1. I spent 245,000 Stardust to power this up, plus the 60K to unlock the second move. That's over 300,000 Stardust. And guess what? To learn the the fast move Razor Leaf, Razor Leaf. it needs elite TM. So I spent elite fast TM as well on this thing. And I ran Altaria, Shadow Vic, Shadow Weeping Belt. And you know what? 5 0 5 0 No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't that great. But the thing is, like, I was doing just about as good as I was while running a legit non degen team. I'm running the one of the most degen teams possible. And, dude, I ran Altaria into Altaria lead. And then, <laughs> and I, I lost CMP, so I didn't even take it out. They had a Lit Leo in the back with Incinerate for my Victory Belt and my Weeping Belt. They don't shield. The, the the leaf blade, so it's like down to like half health. I'm able to race the leaf it down with my weeping belt, and they have a lantern. In the no, and you still have shields. We all had shields, so there's no, there's like, there's no, yeah. I think we all had one shield piece or something, and we simultaneously knock out. I tie a person with a lily on the back for against two shadow razor leafers. That's how ridiculous this team is, and the thing is, it just takes no skill. You know how many people just top left every time they see it? I feel bad, yeah. but I'm just like. 
I'll try to prove a point here. You might make the YouTube video. I don't like. Don't even feel bad if you lost to me, right? Or, or there's some people that just hard beat me because they had like Altaria alone, Marowak at Lolan Sand Slash, right? Maybe they ran to someone else running the same thing I did. I don't blame them, right? But some people, I was like, well, there's no way I'm winning this. Like, <laughs> don't matter, right? But I'm beat. Yo, Victory Bell is my Frost counter, right? <laughs> like, I just razor leafing that thing down, man. It's rough, but like, yo, I, I, my Victory Bell took out like I think a Obstagoon and a and a trevenant all at once right by itself and they spend a shield <laughs> like i was running Dude. some i was running to some degen stuff to myself right i ran to a, a razor leaf tropius with a shadow air doctoral and a celesteela <laughs> Yo, celesteela was actually, no i lost that one celesteela was kind of wild because it resisted the razor leaf and the dragon breath and it was throwing it was throwing a rock smackdowns yeah smackdown rocked or something so yeah, yeah anyway let me tell you this cup is awful you i don't care what people said about fighting cup don't tell me that meta's bad and think that this is a better meta it is an awful meta it is so degen and you could just run degen stuff and get away with it that's not mm -hmm. stuff i usually run but you know what i'll probably drop a youtube video tomorrow to make a point this is the worst this is a, one of the worst metas i don't know yeah, you're using yeah. the rosary thing whatever i mean i like it but when you when you start climbing speedy you're going to start realizing that yo even some of the best players in the world they're running double shadow race leaf <laughs> Oh gosh! And then just me yeah. doing the same thing, a double you, charm. You, like, you, you went know, to the dark side, dude. Dude, I I dipped my toes in the dark side to see what it was all about, <laughs> and it's as dark as I thought it was. I mean, you gotta think about this too, right? No hate on Onion Frank. Onion Frank hit Legend with Altaria double charm after charm was nerfed. That's how ridiculous this this meta is. Even with the charm nerf, you can still hit Legend and climb a ton with it. He climbed like five hundred points with it. Like, look. I mean, I roast Onion Frank or make fun of people all the time, but like that's credit where credit's due. That's impressive, right? But that's just how bad the meta is. You could just get away with that. That was so bad. Dude. That was so bad. Dude. I finished my sets in like an hour and a half. Yeah, I bet. I, I, bet watching, I was watching, yeah, I was watching Glass Onion and, you know, just powering through. It wasn't even, I was like barely even paying attention to my screen. Dude, you were you were running a D-Gen team watching a movie called Glass Onion? <laughs> Get true. out. Get was, out, dude. Sequel to Knives Out. Anyway, they're not sponsoring this or anything, so don't don't take anything. It was, it was yeah. okay. It was, I like the original better, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Use our exclusive code to sign up for Netflix. <laughs> dude, imagine Netflix Yeah, I mean, they might, they might need to start sponsoring people because they're getting ready to password sharing soon. You hear about that? That's true. Yeah. I mean, I got my own password, so it's fine. But yeah. Um. Yeah. What's your beard update, by the way? All right. What's we have deal? a date. All right. What's the date? We have a date. I have my calendar right here. It's gonna be Tuesday, January third. All right. Six p.m. Central. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, January third. Six p.m. Six p.m. Right, so 4 p.m. my time. 6 p.m. to when? To when? Uh, I'll probably do my GBL sets and do the shave. Oh, snap. I'm tuning in. All right. Got all right. three hours blocked off. Speedy right. shaves. Wrote in all caps. Wrote in all caps. All right. It's going to be what, an additional, what, 30, 32 days with my uh, profile pick? Yeah. 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 Two months. Yeah. I'm curious if it's going to be any tan lines or not. Dude. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I honestly, Caleb, I haven't shaved in four years. I don't know what it'll look like. So you usually use like a beard trimmer? Is that what yeah. you do? What, yeah. what guard? Does the guards even come that big? They come as to be like, the guards are going to be massive, right? 
so I don't I don't use a guard. I just like freehand trim. I like oh. look at the side profile and I just like it's yeah, just tough. like it's a little bit tough. Yeah, but I mean, you know, works out. Yeah. Hey, you know, it won't be tough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and Kam Your Guam and Shiny Hunter Ben and Jenny, you can all get off my back. Get off your back. It's been 30 plus days. You know, if it's like a loan shark, they would have been like, they would have broke break like, yeah, they would have broke five kneecaps by now. <laughs> like the prosthetic would have been broken too at this point. Yeah. yeah we don't, we <laughs> don't encourage yeah. violence or anything like that, but you know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah but it, be in really an cool. alternate, in an alternate timeline, Caleb's a loan shark. One week from now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So next mm-hmm. week we'll probably film a, we're going to film a podcast before then. That'll be the last time we see a beard on the podcast for a while. Well, yeah, yeah, you can yeah film I guess on like so. Monday or Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. then, yeah. So, wow, wow, wow! I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Yeah. You um, you have a good plumber. <laughs> no, I, I actually funny thing. I, I was at uh, I was at Walgreens. Yeah. yeah. I was at Walgreens and I saw that they sell a beard bib. That you <laughs> like you attach right here yeah. and you attach it to a desk and it's like a scoop. Oh, and all the hair falls fate. into the scoop. Did you buy it? No, no, but I, I should go buy it. And that's how I can promo it too. I'll actually send like a picture on my Twitter. Be like, it's happening. Mm, the beard bib. I like it. I like the beard it. beard bib. Yeah, yeah. All right. All the, at least you'll stop getting hate comments in your DMs, right? It's true. <laughs> God, the haters. I'd be seeing some of that too. All right. We got a tea segment here. Yep. Let's hear it. It's actually a question. It's a part of our yeah. AMA. So this is a question that we didn't get to. We felt like it was um, – it has a different tone, and that will make sense once we read it here. So here's a question. This comes from GSM Ribeiro, and I'm really uh, grateful for Ribeiro to leave a comment, right, to contribute to the thread. So I do appreciate him for that. He says, what is your combined take on how toxic the PvP community is? Try to look at this for just a moment from a newbie or an average player's perspective. Also, without banter, no banter, Caleb. This is not a Caleb and Butters shoutcasting stream. There's no banter <laughs> here. Without banter, what's your take on Niantic shoving PvP on the average and casual pogo player's throat? What he means by that is lackluster community days that only improve Pokemon standings marginally in PvP, and the example he gives is Starly. <laughs> well, let me just say, uh, Ribeiro, Starly was not really improved. <laughs> so for anyone, that's like that was a weird community day for everyone. I feel like I don't know if anyone really wanted that because I don't think anyone PP like that. I barely even played that community day, right? So that's yeah, an example. Same. But um, besides the point, um, I, I do get the sentiment here. Uh, so let's t- tackle one section at a time. I think. What is your combined take on how toxic the PVP community is? Uh, I mean, I don't think this justifies any toxicity or whatever, but, um, I think there's toxicity pretty much in every community, not even just gaming communities, but pretty much just every community in general. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to actual esports and games, Pokemon Go toxicity, toxicity is pretty low, which like, again, not to justify it. But it's more so credit to those that try not to be toxic in the community, right? I think like there's mm-hmm. a lot of uplifting. I mean, if you think of, if you look at these tournaments we have, 
people are shaking hands, hugging their competitors that are knocking them out from their chance to go to Japan for world championships, right? And, like, you don't see that level of sportsmanship across the board on all sports, right? Especially not with, like, smiles and some people are taking photos again and stuff like that. All the sports are just, like, a casual handshake and they're just gone, right? Like, games have been around for a long time. Or, or gonna, fist pump or fist pump or whatever. Like well, sometimes there's there's actually, like, smack talking afterward, right? They'll win and they'll, like, they'll, like, yell stuff, right, at the other team. Like, they're not handshaking hands after, right? They got beef. I've I seen a clip where they're walking down the hallway and they, like, sh- like they, like, uh, shoulder bump them right really hard. Yeah, in, yeah. in the middle of an interview, let's say like you just won. I'm interviewing while walking down the hallway. Someone, a competitor, walks by and like shoulder bumps you while you're in the middle of the interview. I've seen that happen. It's like it's like really it's really unfortunate and toxic. But like, um, that'll happen, right? Like I, I remember once I was watching a it was like a Dota two World Championship and in the game it was like uh the game wasn't even over yet, but in like I think game two best out of three and the the team that was writing this was already up one point. Mm-hmm. Um, their jungle essentially their carry, like team wiped them or something, and he just wrote in all chats. He said, "Easy game, right?" <laughs> when the game wasn't even over yet, right? That's like some big BS, right? We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about earthquake in a knock tower or something, or last joining a a sabi. That's like if you're on the headpiece and people could hear you in the stream, be like, you're like, I'm like, yo, easy clap, speedy, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's another well, like far before the game's over, right? It's like mid game, right? Yeah, mid game, yeah, mid game, right? It's not even BM time. This is like I got Bastion locked into a knockdown. Like it's great, but it's only your safe squad. But you might have a registry that sweeps you in the back, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's the level. But anyway, all that's to say is, I give credit to people that have sportsmanship and that are not toxic in the community because I think. They are the ones that help set standards for people to not be so toxic, especially in person, right? I think online is so different because a lot of these times people show up in person, they're not like that, right? For the most part, some people might be to a degree, but for the most part, they're not, which, I mean, I guess that's just like human nature, right? You're less likely to be mm-hmm. as extreme as you are. Like everyone's going to talk a big talk behind a keyboard, but who's really going to you know, get in a fight or whatever. Yeah. Um, besides Speedy and Ferrister, but that's a whole different story. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I would say from a newbie and average player perspective, I mean, this is also a big thing on like Twitter and maybe social media, not even Discord, really. I think it's just Twitter. Like, I wouldn't, if someone new get into PP, I wouldn't be like, yo, join Pokemon Go PP Twitter, get involved <laughs> on the drama, right? No, I tell them, like, I teach them different mechanics, stuff like that. Like, you join if you want to engage with people, meet people, but there's, um, but it's like Twitter, it's such a small percentage of the player base, right? Um, I think it's more so this is just my personal mentality, right? I'm not trying to tell people how they should behave or whatever. But there are so many positives you could focus on in life. Mm-hmm. And if you get swallowed by all the little negative things in life, what especially in like Pokemon Go PP, where it's like it's much it's much smaller, I think. It's, at least from a, like the PP toxicity. Like if you're gonna let that bother you and bring you down, then you're you're the one that's not gonna have a good time, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I'll see toxicity, I'll see drama, whatever. Most of the time, I just read it. I'm like, yeah, help pass the time on the toilet faster, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that's Dude. about it, you know. Yeah. I, I'm me- I meme sometimes once in a while, but like, I don't like, you know, like like me going back and forth with panic. Like, I don't really care. Right? I don't, I don't have any hatred yeah, towards yeah. panic. Like, whatever. I'll just. I was just making a joke, right? I thought it was funny, right? Hopefully, other people did. You know, it is what it yeah. is. But what is your take yeah. on the toxicity of uh, the PP community? Dude, I was gonna say I, I agree with you as well. If you watch back, like 
videos, especially of smaller tournaments. Uh, I watch a lot of like uh, Halo style, I guess just Halo in general, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is an FPS style game. And watching back like small community tournaments, like those four guys be sitting next to each other, and then four guys like in the other pod uh, with the, all their screens in front of them. And if one team wins, they like stand up, they pop off, they call like they look at the other team, they call them like you know all kinds of names they t- talk down to them mm. they call it little all kinds of stuff what kind of names it was like some all kind examples of names, oh of course well the first one is and then also they say like from time to time <laughs> yo my podcast ending skills have been up on um, point man i know Your how to mute podcast, on, the, on a dime <laughs> podcast editing is actually lit caleb just watched me and then just muted in those key moments you know it. um so, yeah, I agree with you. And, and I think that a lot of people think that's what the environment will be when they go to do PvP. Um, I got to tell you, like, and, and of course, like, we sound a little bit biased because we're so entrenched in the community. But when I first, like, when I was first team building for Sylph and I had no idea what I was doing, I actually sat out the first uh, three Sylph Cups because I was too shy and too nervous to go to an in-person tournament. Because I, I didn't really, like, compete. There was no Go Battle League. I thought if I went there to the tournament and lost, the people were going to, like, make fun of me. Or they're going to, like, look, lean over to their friends and be like, look, Caleb, that guy just got o 2 out of the tournament. He must suck. Like, that guy's awful. Right? That's what I expected. And when I went into the tournament, it, win or loss, it, w- it was actually the complete opposite. And that's because Pokemon Go from its inception has been a collaborative game. You get together to do raids. Like, you, like, team up, get to know each other. You work together right? You play community day together. If somebody knows about a shundo somewhere or a hundo, they like scream it out, like down the street, uh, past uh, the big easy bar on Ebor, right? Like that's where you need to go. And it's like, everyone's helping each other. You don't get that in other games, right? Mm-hmm. You might like be with your team, like you, your other three guys or, or four guys, however big your team is, you might like have camaraderie with them, but the other team, they're the enemy, but it's not so much like that in Pokemon Go. It's so supportive. And like you were saying, Caleb, like even even when Kaiser like got knocked out by Arrow live on stream, Arrow like jumped up into his arms and he held him like he was, you know, like in the in the 1950s post-World War II photo. He's like holding his his, you know, his new wife or something, like, oh my god, we're so happy. And at that point, like that's a that's a trainer that actually made it to Worlds last season and he lost his chance to get there because of his friend and they actually like hugged it out into something goofy on stage. Mm-hmm. Right. You just don't get that with other games. Um now the other the other lens I want to look at this through is is PvP players being toxic to like casual go players. I think that maybe is more of what Ribero's talking about. Mm. Like if you if somebody goes into PvP and they bring like you know, a triple legendary beast team. There are people that like laugh and make comments about it. Like, oh, this team sucks. This is awful. I mean, yeah, there's some of that, right? Because some people do have this superiority complex and they do like mm-hmm. to talk about it. For for most people, myself included, because my primary interest is seeing the community grow, I would never, ever tear down somebody for their team, right? Never. It's just, I'm, just, I'm not interested in doing that. But other people who have different motives, different beliefs, they might do that. Um, that being said, there are, and again, like we're not using toxicity to rationalize other toxicity, but I've seen other segments of Pokemon Go be very toxic to newcomers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talk about like grinders, when we talk about raiders, when we talk about people that like Jim, uh, Jimmy, right? They they are very very like almost some some people, and again, like it doesn't matter. Uh, what I'm trying to say here is that it doesn't matter like what game or what facet of the game. Some people 
take something and they just become almost like militaristic about it. And they really get, you know, intense about certain things. And that's just their personality trait, right? Like you can't control that. That's in every community. And I've seen it across the board in multiple other aspects of Go as well. And I don't think PVP is the primary problem because I do think we are a smaller percentage of the overall players. Yes, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. Um, I think that's a really great perspective. And, you know, it is unfortunate because I think sometimes when we feature like a newer, less experienced battler in one of these tournaments for like at Arlington or at one of these regionals and stuff, sometimes the chat can be a little toxic. Like, oh my gosh, like what a noob or like, why are you running this moveset or why is this thing not powered up? And that's really unfortunate. I think, I don't know if any of those people even listen to this podcast, but I think if that's you, just do some self-reflection, right? Like, why are you putting someone down, right? Like, it's there. Obviously, it's probably their first time ever on the big stage like that and also, like, probably won their first ever PP tournament experience. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like, just, you know, that's that's not a great time, right? And that's not, that's not going to be great to see, especially if it's a newer trainer and they want to go back and watch how they did and maybe what people were saying. Like, they're going to see your message, right? And really, you got to think, if you're writing those messages, why? Right. Why are you saying this? Because, again, I think it's one of those situations where it says more about the person saying it than the person they're commenting about. If you feel the need to roast someone, I mean, roasting is like, it's, I wouldn't even call it roast. It's just like straight up putting someone down, right? Yeah. Someone you don't know, right? It's different if you're like, if I'm like roasting a friend or whatever, like we can make fun of Butters and his Amphro stuff all we want because we know him and, you know, like we know he can take the joke and it's it's a fun banter back and forth. Yeah. But, like, if someone actually brought in, like, a charge beam Amphros into a tournament with 1,300 CP, like, that's different, right? I wouldn't make fun of someone for that. Like, they're clearly new. They maybe don't know the right movesets or don't have the resources to make the team. It's just, like, what's the point, right? Like, why why be, you know, mean about that, right? What are you trying to yeah. accomplish, right? Are you really yeah. trying to make yourself, like, I, I'll put it this way. If you're secure about yourself and your own skills, you wouldn't feel the need to put other people down. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll tack on one point to that uh, before we move on to like the site, the last part of this T. Um, the part I'll add is that a lot of it comes down to environment as well. Mm-hmm. If you read comments on Twitch chat, Twitch tends to be generally a pega, you know, funny, attention grabbing, toxic, you know, just because that's the, the, the community vibe on the platform. So if you read like the YouTube comments versus the Twitch comments, they're very, very different, right? Sure. Depends on the person. And uh, the the next thing is like earlier we talked about life lessons. A lot of people say things not because they think it will have an impact on the person that they're directing it at. Like if if somebody goes in the chat and says, oh, yeah, Ente sucks, right? They're not like trying to give helpful advice to the person who's using Ente. What they're doing is they're trying to get attention on themselves, Yeah. right? They're like, please look at me. Please, you know, re- reply to my comment. Maybe, maybe laugh with me or maybe get mad at me and it'd be funny to watch you melt down. Because it was just a joke, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So again, you can't take any comments too lightly. And I have seen some members of our community do that as well. They watch back the bots or they look at Twitter and they're like, oh, I don't know if I if I want to compete or if I want my family to compete because they might get made fun of. I don't think you should have that approach either. I think the, the comments that are made are generally attention grabbing and they don't hold any weight. And some random person on the internet shouldn't dictate how you feel. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Well, the last part is lackluster community days that only improve Pokemon standings slightly in PvP. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Niantic shoving PP on the average and casual players' throats, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is... Okay, I don't know why throat is in quotes, actually. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, not actually... I guess they're not actually... What he means is not actually down the throat. But anyway, I, I get the sentiment. Um, yeah. 
not everything is made for everyone, right? I I don't I actually I will say this. Starly Community Day, I don't know who that was made for. <laughs> Cuz I don't think it's was, made for it was Raiders great. for was that a debut of the shiny? I believe it was. Might have yeah. been. Okay, so for shiny collector sure they get the one new shiny, but like you could release it different ways. Uh, PvP PvP people don't even like the Starly, right? I think uh Sveal Community Day could be one. If that was a shiny release that makes sense, right? But I think a lot of them I mean, I I personally like I, I like Beedro or Magikarp coming back, right? Charmander coming back, those those communities. I get it because from a non PP perspective, like why would we want this? We've had shiny Magikarp since the first ever shiny release in the game, exactly. Right, and to be honest, I'd be okay as a PP person without it. If they said, you know what, we're just going to throw Aquatail into the move pool. Now you use a charge GM instead of this. We're going to do Axu Community Day. You don't think PP people are going to be happy about it? We'd be we'd be ecstatic about because all a lot of these really strong pseudo legendary Pokemon or rare Pokemon, well, we would want to have more of too, right? Because I think a lot of PP people they like shinies. I mean, you like your Shundo, right? <laughs> like like it's like that. You can use that for Master League or Razor or whatever, right? Like yeah. a, you know, like I appreciate a good. You know, high like IV Axew, even if I'm not using Massively, I would like a Hundo, yeah. right? Or a high IV mm-hmm. one. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more in common between what PvP people want uh, versus non PvP people than people think. Because, yes. like, I think like we would love back in the day where they rotate uh, a, a starter or primary partner Pokemon and then a rare, like, pseudo legendary and back and forth, right? Like, we did that back and forth uh, and and that was the trend for a light, at least like two or almost two years, two years or so. Years. But yeah. then they, uh, the thing is, realistically, Niantic just can't do that because they're going to run out of Pokemon to release because they can't, they can't release these Pokemon at because they only have limited content because it's based off the main series game and yeah. they're almost caught up at this point, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so they can only do so. I mean, we got Ursa Luna in the game and that was released this year from Arceus, right? So I think that's the bigger reason. And, you know, they might be packaging it as, oh, oh like a new shiny Pokemon like Starly. Or like, oh, we got a new move that could be used in PvP. But sometimes the move doesn't even make sense. Like, I think it was Gus that learned Starly. Like, not yeah, really relevant. Yeah, or like, you know, and, and like like I said, like Gyarados or Octail is pretty good. But I, I don't think you even need to package that community to have that move to make it viable in PvP. They could have dropped the move anytime when they do an update, right? They did that to make it easier probably to stomach getting a repeat shiny Pokemon like Magikarp, yeah. even though people had it because they don't want to offend people across the board. They probably offended yeah. everyone besides PP people at that point. And I get it. It kind of sucks. Right. But uh, I don't know from, I, I don't work for Niantic, so I can't speak on it, but my guess is their strategy is they only have so much content they can release. So they have to slow roll a little bit and sure. I mean, I don't know. I, think, I don't know what the solution is because if they if they don't so roll, everyone's gonna get bored of the game when you have like Como O community next month and then Axie community two months from then, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're right, Caleb. I, I think as well. I'll, I'll add on that it comes down to game design and power scaling because pseudo legendaries like Ursaluna or like Garchomp. I think Garchomp is actually the best the best uh, example here. A Pokemon like Garchomp can do a lot of the things that, uh, for example, Groudon can do. In terms of damage per damage per energy, in terms of like rate effectiveness, Garchomp is one of those Pokemon that comes very close to performing like a legendary Pokemon. But when you look at the the, the power scaling and the balance in Pokemon Go, 
in the main series games, you might only run with like one legendary Pokemon on your team because you can't have duplicates, right? So you'd only have like one Groudon. So how do you supplement that? Of course, you build in other Pokemon as well if you're trying to achieve the same effect or a similar effect. But in Pokemon Go, if you're if you're talking about raiding versus PvP, yes, the community days have not been very good for raiders either because the power scaling is just so far into the legendary Pokemon's favor that even releasing a Pokemon like Ursaluna or Garchomp, it helps more casual players to, to be com more competitive in terms of raids. Maybe they can like duo a four-star raid now that they have like three Garchomps that are level 40, for example, without having to raid a bunch of Groudons, pay a bunch of money. Like, I, I think the, the power scaling argument is really strong because, again, you can only like make a Pokemon so good before it becomes just totally overpowered and it breaks the game. Mm -hmm. And when you have the, the, the DNA, when you have teams of six legendaries baked into the DNA of raiding, it's really hard to top that power scaling, that output. So it's hard for them to release updates for community days where it makes raiding Pokemon re more relevant. So it almost seems natural that they would turn more towards PvP in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know not everyone likes this, yeah. But the reality is PvP is the end game for the Pokemon series. You can sure. say that for the main series game. You can say that I mean Unite that's the only end game. <laughs> um but uh you know for the trading card game as well, like if if you look at the anime and the manga and the storyline, the Ash Catch was not trying to collect them all. <laughs> he only has like fifty something Pokemon, right? Yeah. Like unique yeah. Pokemon. He's trying to be the best there ever was, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, well it, look, if, if you look at the games, right, somebody who picks up Scarlet Violet and all they want to do is shiny hunt, they're probably annoyed that they have to go like fight the gym leaders. Uh -huh. I'm sure they're annoyed to, yeah. get, to get to Area Zero, right? Yeah. That's the same kind of person who wants to play Pokemon Go but doesn't want to play competitively like GBL. Yeah, You don't have to do it uh, like to a point. But you do have to do a bit, a bit of battling. It's like baked into the DNA of Pokemon. It's like the same. <laughs> if you want a shiny Pikachu Libre, you're gonna to have to work for it, <laughs> or exactly or get a really nice trade lined up for you. But exactly, um, it's like in TCG, right? A lot of people just want to collect like rare cards, but they will never like pick them up and go go to a tournament mm -hmm. and actually battle at a regional, right? The the competitive aspect of every game is much more condensed it's much smaller as a percentage than the overall player base and that's just the way it's always going to be mm -hmm. yeah i mean everyone plays the game for different reasons but you have to from a brand perspective look i mean regardless if you like our opinions or not like you have to understand where niantic or the pokemon company is coming from when they prioritize pp right i'm not saying they always prioritize pp because i don't think they do um, and, you know, you can say I'm biased, but I think that's the truth. There's, there's not always priority on PvP because sometimes they'll release moves like Shadow Force Giratina. It's not really great for PvP, you know, but, no. you know, it's fine. Like, I'm I'm okay that it's not good because they can't, one, they can't always prioritize PvP, but also, I mean, that would have just been too broken for PvP in general. But, like, you know, not everything has to be made for PvP and not everything has to be made for non -PP. Raids or anything else. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I don't, I don't know for this commenter, like, what they're primary like focuses on the game but everyone has some focuses you know and i think yeah it's it's strong language shoved down the throat you know but i appreciate the comment i think the question was good i think we brought up some yeah. comments and, and some people might feel like yeah we are they are being shoved down the throat you know what i feel like is being shoved down our throat um what the uh 
let's see. I guess AR. Because <laughs> AR is always the default mode, right? You always have the chain. Yeah. And we don't want, we don't have, but like at the end of the day, like you have to get Niantic as an AR company. So you kind of have to like respect it, but you can't toggle AR off completely. If you log out your account, log back in, it's always going to default to AR. You know, AR is going to be, you know, when you try to beat your buddy, AR is going to come up and like everything, right? Like it's not just a static thing. So yeah, um, a AR is is Niantic's mission to map the world, and the vehicle is Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. exactly. You know, just like the vehicle is Wizards United or Jurassic World or whatever other game they they release, that is their like medium for achieving their goal, which is mapping the world. Mm -hmm. So again, like if you play the Pokemon series, because you're playing the Pokemon series, you might have to battle a little bit. If you're playing a Niantic game, you might have to go map the world because that's essentially the company's mission. If you want your own mission and to create your own storyline, the only answer there, unfortunately, is create your own game. Yeah. Or you could play Digimon right? Go. No, I'm just kidding. There's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> Coming 2024. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing, right? There's some events that are just not going to be for you. And you don't have to play every community day too, right? The, the Bear Tick uh spotlight hour or was it cup cup chew spotlight hour Cup-chew. i know you played it did you get any shinies by the way no it? not a single oh, shiny not shiny well you know what me neither but i only caught two cup chew while recording <laughs> that's it you know but for me i'm not a big shiny collector and so for like i don't really care to you know play yeah. that spot there and i'm like i don't have to right and that's why i skipped it um but some people will some people won't like not every uh, let's put it this way not every events and aspect of the game is going to be made for each player in fact, it's yeah. not. It's likely not going to be, unless you just love everything. I don't know if I know anyone that loves everything about the game, but there might be some that like to do it all, right? But I, I, have, I have a couple. I have a couple in mind. They do uh, AR photos too. Mm, uh, no. See everything, right? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Percent. Who, who are you gonna say though? I'm curious. That that do uh, a lot. I was gonna say two of the the most dedicated grinders that I know are Clash and Cliff and Hang PJs. They seem to do like PvP at a high level, raids at a high level, grinding at a high level, shiny the hunting AR at photos. a high level, but not the AR. Do they do a lot of gyms? Uh, PJs does tons of gyms. I think Cliff is also uh, he gymmed a lot before PvP, if I recall. Does he um does he like to collect? Like lightest and heaviest Pokemon, tallest and shortest. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now you're. Are they are they big on Wayfair submissions too <laughs> for the Wayfair match? <laughs> good question. Good question. You know what I mean? It's, maybe, uh, maybe we should ask them. Yeah, yeah. Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> but um, anyway, that was a good time. I mean, we we're almost dude, two and a half hours, man. Wild, wild. But it was fun. It was fun. We wish everyone a happy holidays. Happy New Year as well, coming up. Uh, and we'll see you all in 2023. And I'll try to get myself a better Noctowl. I ain't talking about no swag tips IVs. I'm talking about higher rank Noctowl, man. I'm, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do well in San Diego here. You know, I'm trying to beat no G-Fist with a Noctowl. I got plenty of other things for that, right? <laughs> and I'll bulk them. All right. Okay. I, I have my Hundo Noctowl, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it work in Ultra League. Just watch. Dude, I have two of those. I'm not even powering those. You bet. You're better off powering up a Shadow Weeping Bell. <laughs> Yo, you gotta see some of these D-Gen battles. I'll drop the YouTube video tomorrow, but you'll see, dude. I'm literally gonna tell the YouTube video: Do not use this team. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm just, Worst best team. I, I went to the dark side so you wouldn't have to. 
Dude, we need like a skit in there or something. I went like, to with the your... dark side to say hi to Onion Frank. <laughs> oh my god, he was on he was on the Death Onion, like the Death Star. <laughs> oh, I like it. Ooh. I like it. Dark oh, Onion, right there. Dark <laughs> <Darth> Frank. <laughs> Frank Sidious. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm weak. Uh, okay, okay. But seriously, I hope everyone has wonderful holidays. Dude, Caleb, it's always an awesome time with you. And this wasn't planned or anything, but I just want to say you're an awesome guy. It was great to be with you on the first ever stage for Play Pokemon at EUIC. And uh, I didn't know you too well, but we have become a lot closer as friends. I count you among one of my best friends in the community. And um, dude, it's just been great being on the podcast. It's been a great year. And 2023 is going to be sick. So I'm glad you're with me on this adventure and uh, let's make it special. I appreciate that. And I appreciate sure, you man. too for uh, not only always being a reliable partner on the podcast, but even willing to venture down this path. You know, this podcast sure. would not be what it is if I don't know. To be honest, I didn't even know who else I'd pick. As a, once I uh, decided to take a leave from the podcast, mm-hmm. I was like, Dude, in my mind, I was like, it's just speedy, right? There was no all, there was no backup option. So um, if, it, if it didn't pan out, then I don't know what you all be listening to. It wouldn't be this. It wouldn't be this. Yeah. Just so. Caleb monologues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which even I'd be bored about. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you as well. And, you know, I look forward to seeing you um, down the road, where, regardless of where that is, probably at a future tournament. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I want to let you know that I appreciate you regardless of how much facial hair you have on the face. And, dude, you know, like you said, I didn't know what I was signing up for. <laughs> you didn't know who you were, who you were with on the show. You know, if you knew, True. if you knew me, the game master of the Hunger Games here <laughs> as your co host, you would have thought twice, but. Oh, man. You know, even Katniss Everdeen needed to learn someday. So here we are. It's true. It's true. But yeah, no, but I appreciate you as well, too. Thank you for the kind words. And, you know, I will say my one request. Sure. It's going to be a tough one, right? But I think my one request going to the new year is um, try try to try to convince Morita not to hate me after you're shaving the beard. <laughs> you know, it's a tough request. I know I'm putting you in a tough spot here, but I can see why she wouldn't be pleased. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, Let me no remind everyone. It was you that agreed to this, too. You yeah, know? Yeah. You know? yeah. But I do look yeah. forward to the stream. So everyone, make sure to tune in next week. As a reminder, January 3rd, 6 p.m. Central yeah. Time. That's 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 4 p.m. 4 Pacific. PM Pacific. You know, a bunch of other stuff. Midnight. Uh... Central uh, uh, GMT <laughs> minus zero Europe. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, UK, yeah, actually, UK? yes, all of Europe, obviously. Yeah, there's multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that about does it for us. Thank you all for taking it on this journey. And um, oh, I guess one last question for you. Sure. And I, I probably answer this myself too. Where do you see us a year from now, 2023? <sighs> let's just let's not say us. The the podcast right us there could be so much things right like you know you could have been like down an eyebrow by next year like you know so many things could happen right but just the podcast itself what's your what's your hopes and aspirations so we have like a benchmark maybe yeah uh my goal is definitely uh some form of sponsorship so if anyone has been listening that's been enjoying the company or excuse me enjoying the podcast and you have a connection to a company that 
feels like your values align with us or that we'd be good uh, spokespeople for your brand, I would really love to get the podcast sponsored so we can continue to upgrade equipment. I don't have to use headset mics like this all the time. Um, you know, like just improve it, reinvest into it and continue to grow the show because I genuinely enjoy recording these episodes and I hope the community gets something good from it as well. So yeah, I, I think my personal goal is to get at least one sponsor, hopefully two or three. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, hmm. I would say just one sponsor, two or three. Okay. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Yeah. One to three. One to three. We could do that. Um, oh, that's a great. Hmm. So if I were to answer this, I would say, man, it's funny because I asked myself the same question when I was running the Sinister Agnes podcast and we're no longer a thing anymore. So <laughs> we didn't even make it to the one year mark, but, um, but I don't want that to be the goal. I would say I think uh, I would just want the channel to grow in general, right? I like when people sure. say like, oh, I listen to podcasts, I had this question, whatever, right? Because I don't know where people are when they're listening to this, whether they're grinding or they're driving and stuff. I mean, we have the very fortunate luxury of commentating on a game that requires you to be just doing idle things, right? Just playing Pokemon, walking around and stuff. So there's a lot of opportunities to listen to podcasts. I think mm -hmm. I would love to grow the audience a bit and um maybe yeah let's say you know what I'll, I'll throw it out there i want us to have at least consistently who is a big mark Ten thousand listeners per episode oh dude that's okay. pretty good right that's pretty big that's a big Ooh. aspiration it's about like, like 10 it. times our current listener base yes. so if you want to make this help make this happen you know, maybe let some of your friends know, right? Tell them about your favorite podcast, which would maybe be us. Or if not, tell us, tell them about your second favorite uh, podcast, which might be us. <laughs> Help share the word. Try to get to 10,000. Yeah. 10,000 listeners, you know, more, more subscribers on YouTube as well, too. We do some yeah. fun stuff. I've been having f some fun time making some TikToks here or there. So that's always been good. Nice. And yeah, that'll be good. And maybe even further down the road, uh, we get ourselves like, I don't know, some like full time producer or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Dude, look, I've been I've been just doing my thing, you know, making the edits here or there, but it'd be nice to have you know some additional hands on the scene. So we'll think of it. But anyway, thanks for all for joining in to this very long but very special holiday <laughs> episode of the Battlecats Podcast. We wish you a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. We'll see you in 2023, and this has been the second to last episode of Speedy's Beard. <laughs> we'll catch you all later. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.